0: Welcome to the Hollywood Hustle Podcast, where for the past 77 episodes, stretching over 19 months, and on the verge of starting season three, we've been sharing with you the stories and struggles of actors, magicians, musicians, casting directors, filmmakers, storytellers, theater owners, cosplay models, activists, poets, producers, YouTube creators, voiceover coaches, and so much more, and how they have all thrived and survived in the city of dreams, Los Angeles, and beyond. I am Michael Lutheran, one half of Team Hustle. And while we may be officially on hiatus right now, given the holiday season, Daniel and I thought it would be so much fun to look back on the past 37 episodes that we released in 2018 and pick out a couple that are some of our personal favorites and share them with you again during this season, in which I think many of us are looking back on this past year and asking ourselves, what worked this year? What didn't? What did I learn? Did I strive Getting closer to my dream? Did I make other people happy? Am I happy? All of those fantastic questions that we like to ask ourselves during this time of year. For myself this week, one interview that stands out this year, and believe me, there were so many to choose from, was when Dan and I got to sit down with a gentleman who've co-hosted the Inside Acting podcast for all these years, Trevor Algott and A.J. Meyer. And we got to chat with them about the inner and outer game of podcasting. For those of you who've recently joined us and feel like our show gives you the inspiration you need to take with you on your journey, that was Inside Acting for me. AJ and Trevor, over the span of eight or nine years, have shared countless stories and insights on the business and art of acting here in Los Angeles. If you told me in 2012 that I would one day be interviewing them on my own podcast, I would have said that you were crazy, that there was no way that I could be so lucky to have such an opportunity, but as shared on Inside Acting and what I'll share with you today is the power of reaching out to someone and just asking for the opportunity. And the time that these two spent with us on our show, from both their own individual interviews as well as this roundtable discussion that you'll be hearing today, shows the kindness and the generosity that these two individuals share. And when it came to editing this specific episode, I remember just wanting to create the perfect tribute to the podcast that has given my life here in Los Angeles so much support. So without further ado, guys, here is one of my favorite episodes of season two of the Hollywood Hustle podcast. Episode number 51, Team Hustle number seven, Inside Podcasting. This interview is co-hosted by myself, Michael Lutheran, and our executive producer, Daniel Tuttle. And the music from Inside Acting Podcast is original music that was composed by Mr. Trevor Algott himself, whose music you can check out on SoundCloud by searching for his name. That's Trevor Algott, A-L-G-A-T-T. So, let the hustle begin.
1: Hello and welcome to the Inside the Podcast Hustle Studios. My name is Daniel. I am your host. Every now and then, we are touched by the hand of God with talent that is unbelievable. It takes your breath away in its sights. It fills your hair with tingling sensations. And they touch you in the heart. Their voices are gold. Their brains are big. And their personalities are adorable.
0: I don't know where he's going with this.
1: Welcome again to the Inside Podcasting Hustle Studio. Today we have the leaders of the Inside Acting Podcast, Mr. Trevor Algott and AJ Meyer. And as always, we have my cherub, Michael Lutheran
0: hello and hello gentlemen hello guys hello. <laughs> i was trying to do an inside acting studios type thing I was like
2: there were some potentially inappropriate i was, was in like
1: the, i'm gonna be careful with what I, I was this. waiting
2: for him to go every once in a while <laughs> and then all those good things and then go today is not one of those days <laughs> all right, today
1: we have two a-holes right. from inside thank you so much for joining us guys for our team hustle hey, thanks for having us uh, inside exciting. the podcast hustle episode
2: I love that you keep combining the names. It's yeah, really, it's, really I mean, it's, it's a
0: crossover-ish type I, episode. It's so inside podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's inside so podcasting. If this yeah. were a new podcast, yeah. that's what it would be called. Yeah. yeah,
1: this if we got together and started a new podcast, which sounds a lot of fun, uh, starting a new podcast from scratch, um, we would probably call it that. But today we're going to talk about our all of our individual experiences with podcasting, um, podcasting in general, and just kind of share our stories, frustrations, uh, successes, and just kind of give people out there um a sense of what it is to run a podcast and host one uh you know it's kind of like acting where people are like oh well, you're just an actor or you're just a writer and it's like there's so much more that goes into it and it's so much harder than you think it is and the hours that you put into it where it's like you think we record and then we just put it out and it's like there's so much to it um well also, if you want it to
2: be good yeah if you want <laughs> it to be true. quality yeah what's the 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 triangle uh, easy fast cheap pick two pick two yeah mm-hmm. absolutely
0: mm-hmm. I was also gonna just say, uh how grateful I am that you both a j and Trevor are here today. I've been listening to your podcast since two thousand and twelve, and to think like all these years later, I'm sitting at the table with you two for a podcast that Daniel and I have built and stuff it uh fills we fills me with warm fuzzies, so I'm really excited to be here. Daniels he the
1: sensations in his hair yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's funny michael actually sent me a text the, a few days ago where he was listening i believe to episode 45 yeah. of your guys ep- of your show and he told me he thinks that that was the first episode he ever listened to wow. it was, it was episode Adam 45 southern okay yeah that's and, about that uh, yeah
0: because yeah. i was saved in my old google music folder that i had created while i was downloading oh your guys's episodes wow. and that's the first one that i have in there and your episode, Trevor, was episode 45 on our podcast. So it just seemed like a nice... How about that? ...coming around, <laughs> right? Wow, Wow. N- I, none of this was planned. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling Daniel, like, hold on, we're not going to do this podcast yet.
1: AJ, your episode is 49, so it means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> You're
2: pointless.
1: Um, mm-hmm. So uh, thank you guys for coming. I, you know, We have a nice outline here, very detailed, but this is really just a conversation uh, about podcasting. So let's just kind of just start with, you know, if somebody's creating a podcast or thinking about creating a podcast, um, you know, there's definitely steps you need to go to before you just start recording. Uh, first of all, what is the podcast? So, you know, what would you, how did you guys, I know we've heard it kind of on y'all's individual episodes, kind of Trevor coming up with the idea based on another podcast that he listened to and he kind of calling AJ and asking him to host. How did you guys go about really figuring out before you recorded the first episode what the show was
3: I mean I just wanted to so many years ago <laughs> I, yeah I know it was it's funny michael you said 2012 was when you started listening yeah. and i was like oh so recently no, no six, six years, years ago. ago six years ago God yeah damn, fuck my face yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so i just I mean, i i Blatantly stole and copied uh, the uh, Everything Acting Podcast format. Mm-hmm. I just wanted that, but in LA, hosted by a demographic that I could relate to. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all it was. I did not put any more thought into it than that.
0: And what year was that?
3: I think it was like two thousand nine.
0: Two thousand nine. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I, I remember us saying like the whole conceit. I mean, and, and you know, this was uh, a big part of what was motivating Trevor. Was we would get to talk to people, we would get to interview people, and so we just made this commitment. All right, well, just every episode we're going to have a guest, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the hell we were thinking <laughs> uh, to put ourselves in that kind of position to like make a like that's a breakneck pace to think that we're going to release an episode every single week with a new guest. Um, eventually, we started splitting up the interviews to make things a little bit easier on ourselves, but still like. That was like, looking back, (laughs) I feel like I want to like tell, I'm glad we were so naive. I really am. (laughs) Otherwise we might not have done it. If like I could get in a time machine and go back to the Grove where I was standing outside by those stupid fountains when Trevor called me just to go, Hey man, so listen, (laughs) it's a really great idea. Here are some tips you might want to consider because that's really challenging. I think that was the, was the, 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 the thing that was, um, going to sort of set our foundation that was going to set our structure we're going to release an episode every week with a guest that was it that was kind of all we knew and then we're like throw out other ideas like maybe we'll talk about the you know industry news and maybe we'll do this and maybe we'll do that and obviously things have grown over the over the years but that was all we knew was like a guest every week and we're going to release a show every week and that was nuts Looking back, we were crazy <laughs> to think that we could yeah. do that, and
3: we did it all in person. We didn't have yeah. Skype recording or anything like that. Oh, that's it's true. Yeah, all- of
0: course, because that back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I it was all. I would go to your place, you would come to mine, and that was the most of it. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was nuts, man. This was. This was before. This was after. Like, I feel like podcasting has gone through an interesting journey. Like, it started out being like a very niche but very popular geek thing. Right. I, mean, I was in high school. I remember when. I first heard the word podcast and people were explaining to me sort of the idea behind it. Then the iPod sort of came to four. Mm-hmm. I was in college. I don't remember. Long time ago. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then it sort of went away for a while. I remember Apple was going to put a big uh, marketing push behind it with the release of podcasting features in GarageBand. And then it just sort of disappeared for a while. And they were still a niche thing. And then like four years ago, five years ago, they just exploded. Mm-hmm and now everybody has a podcast
0: even NPR i think has capitalized on podcasting oh, yeah, cuz now they yeah. offer all of their radio programs as their own individual well, podcasts well, a lot
1: of morning shows are doing do that as well. Mm-hmm. well like the woody show i know kid crack in the morning in dallas all of them now have like podcast versions of their morning yeah. shows that they put or out or even
0: those who are looking to not to say retire but work less um like warren Olney, a uh, kcrw he still has his own show but now it's on podcast format he doesn't have to do it every single day and stuff so what were the texan term y'alls what were y'all's first podcast that you remember listening to
3: well everything acting was one of my first ones um and uh god pick a new thing i know (laughs) singular uh no but the very first podcast that i remember listening to that i still listen to today is um living on earth it's a public radio international uh, environmental news show. It's released every week, and they just do, like, five or six news segments on the environment and things like that. And that was my very first, like, must-subscribe, listen-to podcast back in 2009 on my old iPod 4G. Uh, I would download them and load them off my iMac onto the iPod and
2: walk around. It was great, man. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. How, How about you? Bad, you? PC Gamer Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I download to it every single week. I was subscribed. Um, I loved like everybody in that round table, like the conversations were fantastic and they were, they were like people to me, like, like friends or, uh, characters in some kind of TV show, you know, so that, that introduced me sort of the power of that medium is they didn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a story. It wasn't a narrative, but I would tune in every week and that was really interesting to me. Um, but that was my big one. And when when was that? Would you say you started around getting- the same time? I mean, maybe a little bit before that. Yeah, probably a little bit before that. I probably got into it uh, in college, you know, and started listening to it. Then that's when I got my my first iPod too. Was in college. He's my sophomore, or junior year in college. Um, so we're talking. Yeah, same with third generation iPod, something like that. Yeah, we had that little black and white dot matrix (laughs) display So and the the click wheel. So, yeah, yeah, it's around the same time.
1: I kind of heard about podcasts kind of like all at once. And so I found like several at one time that I listened to. Um, But I think like the very first one I ever listened to was a show that's now it's no longer around called Media Junkyard. Um, and shout out to uh, Robin, Rob, and Chris and Skypec that hosted that back in the day. Um, but they were the first one, and then from them, they would have guests on that had other podcasts. Uh, one was like a Smallville show-based podcast mm. that I would listen to called Starkville House of L. Um, and then from there, somebody mentioned like the Nerdist, and so I started listening to the Nerdist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like building from other podcasts. But I think I really think Media Junkyard was probably like the first one. And uh, which is funny because I actually ended up becoming a host of that show. Uh, oh really after like two or three years because one of the hosts ended up because of family responsibilities needed to step back and so i became a revolving co-host uh every other episode on there and so and i became really good and i'm really good friends with all the guys from it and that's kind of where it got me into podcasting and stuff like that was from that so it was kind of a weird round round table of sure. of, of that which was when, really when was that Oh, man, that was 2000. I want to say like 2006, 2007. Oh, probably. way back. Yeah, it was it was back it was in a, Dallas. It's days. been a while back when I was Dallas and I would listen to it because I, I started hosting because of like enjoying that. I started hosting an online radio show at this like online broadcasting network where you'd pay like 50 bucks a week to rent a studio. And, like, you could had all equipment and sound effects and music banks and stuff like that. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and uh, and so I was, I was doing that, and I would listen to their – it was a, about an hour drive to the studio from where I lived. And so I would just listen to their episodes while I went to the wow. studio. And then I ended up actually having them on the show and the, two of the hosts on the show, and that's where we became friends from that. And so it was kind of this weird – uh, c- circle, circle around. That was really nice. I and didn't know that. It, became, cool. it became, it became, it, they've become some of my best friends. One of them lives up in San Francisco, and we see each other whenever, whenever we can. And half of them came to my wedding. So wow, yeah, it was, it was really cool. How about you, buddy? What was it? What was your first? If you say inside acting, I'm gonna go boo. Um, yeah. no one, it was no
0: one listens that. Around inside of the acting, uh, no, inside acting was definitely the my first podcast Hollywood I, Hustle. <laughs> I heard about them when I was going to school at UC Davis, but never heard of a specific one that I should check out. And then you know, the, as the story goes and our listeners are well aware, I moved down here and in my first day of like February 21st, I walked into the medical office that I still work at to this day. But my job at the time was only to scan medical records. And so they shoved me in the break room and basically like here's a giant stack of medical records you have to scan go. And so I didn't have any responsibilities to talk to patients or anything. I was just by myself for hours on end. And so I would start watching uh inside the actor studio just to start feeling the inspiration well a little bit. But then I, I kind of got tired of that. And so I just Googled acting podcast Los Angeles. And that's when I found you guys. I just started listening to every single episode and I mean, so that was the big one, and then other podcasts I would have to say was Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman for <laughs> a while um, when it was still about Batman, right? Right. Um, I was that one, and then uh, AMC Movie Talk, which is now Collider Video Movie Talk. It's a YouTube program that they publish their audio as a podcast as well. So listen to that to nerd out and everything. But I mean, definitely, Inside Acting was. Was the first podcast that kind of taught me like, oh, this is what a podcast is. It's more than what you just get on the radio. And it's more than just people talking about whatever well, around uh, a mic.
1: I'll tell you something very nerdy. Um, when I was younger, I, I worked at this uh, frozen food manufacturing company. And I was working in this back room, kind of like you, where I didn't have to talk to anybody. And I was making brochure packets and stuff like that. And so I would listen to Kid Crack in the morning, which is a morning show in Dallas. It's now syndicated. Um, And I would listen to it on this on this stereo deck that somebody brought. And I would actually bring like a blank cassette tape and I would record the morning show on this tape and then play it back throughout the day just to have more. So I didn't have to listen to the same music and stuff like that. And it was funny. It was just noise to have. So I kind of feel like I started my own podcasting studio by recording the morning show and just replaying it using an tape. old tape cassette you, yeah like old blank cassette tapes. Wait, wait wait what's a cassette tape
3: <laughs> Guys it's, are a, talking it's a rectangle
1: thing with a do you know film it's very don't similar you but like dare a, you would use a pencil you, you, know then, you, you, you know how old you are don't you you know how old you are beta max um
2: so i'm so happy that googling acting podcast los angeles had our podcast pop-up that that makes me super happy
0: because i don't think i think i listened to one other but it just the production quality was nowhere near as good and didn't feel quite relevant and i just really connected with you guys and i remember because that was in 2012 and i think that was also when i was really learning more about social media at the time as well so But it was also one of those things, and I I know Daniel and I experience it every week when we hear from our listeners and stuff. But like, you're like, oh, wait, I can email them a question or my thoughts on something. And then hearing you guys like reading an email that I had sent you once, it was just like mind blowing, right? Cause it's just like you don't think of podcast hosts as people, but like they are. And then all of a sudden, like it's connected and it's, your mind's just blowing a little bit. I'm not making sense. I'm just, (laughs) well, especially
1: when you get to personally connect with them, it's really weird where if you've listened, especially if you've listened to them for a long time, like when I started talking to the media junkyard guys, it was like meeting a celebrity to me just because I knew they had a big following and I listened to their shows for so long, at least 40 episodes before I ever even talked to them. And then like, I met one of the guys in New York and you're just like, I'm hanging out with these guys. And so it's so weird to kind of how you view podcast hosts that you've Stuck with and really be, be, formed a weird relationship to in your own way, you know. And yeah. just want to point out, I just uh, googled uh, uh, hustle podcast. We did not come up, <laughs> but I also, googled, <laughs> I also googled, I also googled, I also googled Hollywood podcast, and we were the second one that okay. came up. Hey. So hey. there we go. Just want to throw that. Out. So if if anybody's versus Hollywood podcast, you'll find us. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, anyways, back to what we're talking about. Yeah. So uh, you kind of took this idea from this other podcast how did you come up with the name and how did you know like that was the name i mean
3: i liked everything acting but it was taken
1: uh what if you had called it everything acting too like i was i I was thinking
3: about like i was thinking about it and i'm sure i came up with a ton of really bad names and
1: i spell it differently like every every with an i instead of a Y. (laughs) yeah I,
3: i think it was just a yeah right it was just a matter of uh just sort of like trying out a bunch of bad names until I was like inside Do acting. you remember oh, any of the other
1: names that you kind of, I'm sure I cycled
3: there. through basically every sort of, you know, adverb and adjective and, and <laughs> vocation Great of acting. acting. Better <laughs> acting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew I wanted to have acting in the title. Okay. Um, and inside acting seemed like a good fit. Cause uh, strangely enough, I don't think we planned to make it uh, a show that was mostly about mindset and the sort of, character you have to develop within yourself to sort of last in this industry but that's what it ended up being about so it's yeah. a little bit of a chicken or egg thing like mm. it's almost like we called it inside acting had n- no intentions to talk about the inner game aspect and, right and now that's like perfect I'm like it just kind of grew into itself right. yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I-
1: yeah. obviously we, we've talked in length about Hollywood Hustle and how we came up with it on several different episodes so go back you'll find go back to our year in review episode you'll hear the whole story um it's just a term that seemed appropriate Hollywood it's a hustle. great name man. it's a term that is thrown around a lot and so i just felt for what we're doing um and that idea and also this idea that like you're you guys like hollywood hustle is not just like in hollywood it's a mindset that you can have so it expands past just hollywood you know that idea of just working hard for whatever you want for whatever you're
0: passionate yeah, about whatever you're
1: passionate about and what you want to achieve is global and so i think the same thing with inside acting like you know, like you said, it went from like just the idea of acting to in the industry, and then even past that to like just life choices and and physical wellness. So, uh, what do you think is important for everybody? What do you think makes a good podcast title? Like, what's important when you're starting that podcast to think about when you're going? Well, what I, if I title this, or what if I title this? Like, what are questions do you think you should ask? Me?
0: So it's not like, oh, this is Michael's podcast. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna
1: be Michael's Michael Lutheran podcast. <laughs>
0: Uh, a podcast about churches named Michael Lutheran, and <laughs> I would inter- go around and interview them. and Lutherans, Lutherans, yeah. It sounds like a but really, a, from really the
1: perspective guess. of a non-Lutheran, yeah. But only Michael's that are in those Lutheran churches, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: well, I think that the, the content or the focus will definitely inform the name, mm-hmm. yeah, um, for sure. I mean, uh, like I said, we we went the opposite direction, I think. But like I'm thinking of uh, my friend Brian, who had this idea that he wanted to just interview other people named Brian, or I guess his name, maybe his name, maybe it was Brian Smith is, is how specific he got with it. Cause that's his name. You I mean, actor geek on, on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think he started the podcast called two Brian's or conversation with Brian's or something. And he found like, he went online and looked for Brian Smith's and <laughs> there's a ton of them. And yeah. he basically was like, I want to interview for my podcast. We have the same name. And he did. And that was his idea. So the idea <laughs> informed the name. And I think that's a much more intelligent way of going about it. Like right. you guys did it really well. Like you, you started with the sort of concept and then mm-hmm. named after that. So right. I, I feel going the opposite route is a way, a bit of a way, <laughs> waste of energy.
0: Well, I also just think that the title should be in, obviously indicative of what it's about. So even to Brian's, like, it gives you an idea of like, okay, this is about a show about two guys named Brian. At least that much is clear. Um, inside acting, of course, it became more than just about acting, but it, it hooked me. I mean, it clearly gave me insight into what I was really interested in. Inside acting, not only about the craft, but the industry and stuff. So it's clear. Um, but yeah, I I definitely think it should be the smallest nugget, the, or, or rather the thesis of what you hope to talk about on the show. Yeah. What do you guys think
3: about naming your podcast after yourself? Like the, the AJ oh, Meyer like the Tim, podcast. Or like or, Tim
0: Ferris? Yeah. Um, I
3: mean, if, even if you're not an established yeah. brand or entity, what do you guys think about that as a, as a sort of catch all? I,
1: I mean, I think, I feel like if you're naming it after yourself, the, the thing is the title is the name. So, like, you know, if it's Daniel Tuttle Podcast, I mean, if somebody looks at the Daniel Tuttle Podcast, what's going to be grabbing about that? You know what I mean? So I feel like if it's a name, it has to be a name that people will recognize in some form of fashion. I Just because it's one of those things, if somebody's just searching for a podcast to listen to, the Daniel Tuttle Podcast. Okay.
0: Well, I feel like if you're going to go bold and just go with your name, I feel like, I don't know, as, as, a, as a producer, as a co-host... I would hope that that person is a dynamic personality. Like, if if that, if you're going to, if it's going to be the Michael Lutheran podcast, I have to, like, it's mostly going to just be me the entire time. And I have to be engaging. I can't, you know, sure, I can be funny. And, but the weight really is on you. So I think it's totally fine, but know that the, Interview and everything will mostly rest on you. Well, I think, and it's I think be, it's a lot of responsibility. I think it's be
1: more work on you because yeah. the marketing has to be even more. You have to do even more marketing. I think just because you got to get your own name out there and get people to start re- recognizing your name, even if they don't know where they heard it, they got to start knowing. Oh, Daniel's. Oh, I feel like I have known that from somewhere, even if it was like a pop up that came up when they went to a certain website. You know what I mean?
3: I I will say this: if I was going to do it all over again today, I would take two things into heavy consideration and that is number one i would be really clear with picking the title what the value add is for people mm-hmm. like how are you going how how is this time spent listening to this or even exploring this going to be uh, a wise like not a waste of time basically right. and then secondly um do you have like a contrarian point of view is there like a this is conventional wisdom and we're bucking that convention of wisdom with such and such ideology or philosophy. I feel like if you if you, right, like, that's but if, if you communicate either like, Hey, we're going to bring you expert opinions with from experts with expert interviews, or it's like, here's the opposite of everything you thought was true. Like one of those two formats and then somehow fold that into your title. And I think that's something that could really grab, grab people.
2: What do you, what do you think, AJ? Uh, I was thinking that the only thing we haven't talked about yet is um, context or form yet when choosing the title. So is your podcast like a reference podcast, you know, like Trevor was talking about um, living on earth, you know, is it like a, is it something that's delivering news? Is it something that's delivering information? Is it something that's delivering um, humor? You know, because there's that I made it my pick of the week and now I'm forgetting the name of the podcast, something tavern. It's like this um, improv podcast where these guys sit around and, and women sit around this table and they all play, like sort of these D and D ish characters. And then there's one host and I'm doing host in air quotes because the conceit is that he like falls through some portal behind a taco bell one day. And this is the first episode. And then every episode from then on is him on the other side of this portal trying to get home. And he meets these wacky sort of D and D ish characters like these wizards and these like gnomes and stuff like that. But it's a, it's a humor podcast. And so, um, Gosh, I, wish I, ever, I, I don't know. I'll look up the name maybe while you guys are talking, but it's called like the Rusty Tavern or something mm-hmm. like that. And so that's not necessarily that's delivering something different. It's a different context than, um, you know, living on Earth or inside acting or Hollywood Hustle or the Tim Ferriss show or the Tim Ferriss podcast, you know. Um, so I think context is the only thing I would add to kind of what you guys have already said form.
1: Well, you know, it's this kind of goes with, you know, you mentioned, Trevor, you mentioned like theme kind of helps or what your shows is. And, you know, kind of again, with context, like that'll help identify what the show should be called, uh, you know, what it's about, what the subject is. And, you know, what's interesting, I was thinking about this today is, you know, back in 2006 or 2007, 2008, when podcasting was rare, you could really just kind of do anything because nobody knew really what this was yet. And celebrities weren't all involved yet. And so you could have that podcast that was we're just talking about your media, everything and me, Trevor and Michael, the two, three bro guys talking, to you know, whatever. And so you could have these like very generic titles with kind of a broad description of what they were because podcasts were new and people were just searching them out and trying to find stuff. Now I feel because there's such a market for it and it's so flooded with podcasts about everything you really now, I think, have to have a specific focus for your podcast for it to stand out from everybody else's. And so it really frustra- it's, it frustrates. It's not frustrating, but I feel bad for like you know some podcasts. I'll say it was like just four guys talking about m- movies and TV and and school products, and it's like, what? Okay, that's so broad. You're not bringing anything. What? What? But what makes you different from the other four guys talking about movies that have been doing it for years? But Years I think following.
0: audience is part of that question, though. Like you could have a podcast where it is just about you and four friends and like sitting around talking about movies. You're an audience. Is, you don't care who's listening or what the purpose I feel like for that is just people coming together to talk about it and just share it and not have any expectation of people who are going to listen to it. So I think like Hollywood Hustle, like we're trying to reach obviously as many people. But then there are those who I don't know, I feel like would you be interested in just creating a podcast but not necessarily care about who necessarily it's going to listen to?
1: Well, like also that goes in like, what's the goal of your podcast? Yeah. yeah what's the is, goal is, you know, for, you know, is your goal just to hang out with your friends and do something fun and maybe build a listenership? Or is it something for a bigger plan for you personally or, you know, for whoever you're with? So yeah. that definitely goes. Into, and I agree if, if it's just, Hey, me, Trevor and AJ and Michael are bored. Let's do a film review podcast and we'll just call it four guys sitting in a theater and it's like, that's what we'll talk about. And that's great. And that's fine. But I think if you're on the other side, if it's, if you're looking at it as a professional possibility to make money from it, it's gotta be focused. It's gotta have a fo- a focal point to it. And it can be movies. If it is movies, then it needs to be movies and TV reviews. Is it recaps? You know, you got to find what that brand is that focuses you and keeps you standing out from everybody well, else. Here, you
3: know? Here's a question for you guys. Uh, why did you start Hollywood Hustle when there are a bunch of other acting podcasts out there? Because we're stupid. No, no, no. <laughs> you know I mean saying? that I mean that in like yeah. a in evoking way. I'm not like, yeah. why did you do this? It's more like <laughs> like what 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 was not discouraging about that?
0: Daniel, can I answer that yeah, first? Go ahead. Because Daniel pitched me the idea because he came up with a <laughs> podcast was idea. And sad and needed something um, to do. Well for me, I, I did have that moment where I I asked, like, is this what's needed? But then, the more I started thinking about, well, obviously, this isn't just going to be about actors and this is and this isn't going to be more than this is more than just filmmakers And the more Daniel kind of talked to me about the Hollywood hustle spirit that and really also trying to have this be a platform to prepare people for Los Angeles, whether it's actors or creatives of any type, that's when I started thinking, okay, there is something. Different about that it's not just an for actors right it's this spirit of hard work and preparation and education for coming to this city where it can be so hard and thinking of los angeles as a character in a way amidst it all like los angeles is the thing that obviously you know we're all talking about los angeles in some way shape or form uh through your respective interviews that was really interesting for me. So th- that's part of the reason why I came on board with it and was like, yeah, no, this podcast is
1: needed. There's a review on our our iTunes that I think really speaks to kind of like, a, even says it better than what I probably said when I first pitched it to Michael um, for what this podcast, I feel like made it stand out for me, was that uh, it says, this is the first one I've come across that focuses on working artists and the so-called middle class, and not just people who have made it or are successful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, to me, like she put it in such a simplistic term that I don't think I could when I first started, of that idea of like it's people who are hustling that you've never heard of. And it's letting them have a platform to tell their story, to get their name out there. And maybe, who knows, maybe they'll hear... You know, somebody else will hear it who was a filmmaker on our show and they'll hear that podcast and like, oh, I want to talk to that person about being in a movie like, you know, building a community of working, hardworking actors who haven't who, who still have to audition, who still have to submit on Actors Access and still just looking for an agent and writers who are still looking for agents and still trying to get people to read their stuff and directors and all that stuff that it's I think that's to me what was always the separation was this is for people you've never heard of.
3: What what are your um, criteria for selecting guests?
1: Uh, I that's something we've we've battled back and not battled, but we've we've debated uh, a lot of like what where where's the line for success? Like what is success? What is the height of success? And who's too successful, quote unquote, to be on this show? And you know, it's, it's, it's been a debate we've had back and forth and we've, we've talked about having like separate versions of our episodes to kind of feel that, because I feel like it doesn't make sense to deny someone who can offer a lot of great information just because they've had success. And, and I don't want to be like, no, you can't be on our show, especially. And as much as I hate to say, as if they have a huge following that we, we could draw into our show and maybe be interesting going back and listen to other episodes. So I think it, the main criteria in the sense of main episodes is you have to be someone who is currently literally hustling and have a few credits under your belt. It uh, doesn't have to be a ton, just a few, but you're constantly working and you have a story to tell about that. Um, if you're someone that eh, every now and then I go to auditions and every now and then I submit and I, do, I, I did a play like three years ago, like that's that's not going to cut it. Like I want to talk to someone that is currently, yesterday I was on Actors Access. I'm actually on Actors Access while we're doing this interview, you know, trying to find somebody, or I'm a writer who I just wrote three short films. I'm working on my fifth or my fourth or whatever, you know, that, that was always the main goal for this. And so now in, especially in season two, as we're in, it was all about how do we get those? If, if I have access to someone that works for WB that I can ask to be on the show, I don't want to deny that possibility. So let's figure out a way to make it work for this show.
0: Yeah. And I think and just to add to that, I, and I agree is that, the hustle is always at any level of the industry. The more successful you get, the harder the hustle can sometimes be, I think, because because you're so well-known. There's certain things that are more of a struggle, right? And not that we've had anyone yet on the show uh, who are at that level or anything, but the struggle is always there. I mean, I I do know several high industry people that they have to worry about going out in public. And that's an interesting thing that you have to
1: think about. Well, it's not just the struggle of the climb. It's the struggle to stay on top Yeah, when you get there, because this is such a flimsy business. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. And I also interested uh, with us, we all obviously started with guests who we personally knew that we already had existing relationships with close friends, everything like that for you guys with inside acting. Was that your leaping off point? People that you had already collaborated with. And then as the episodes kept going, you started that maybe they would refer other people to your podcast and or you would just send cold emails like, hey, this is a podcast and we're interested in having you on. And, and
1: what was y'all's criteria for guests? Like what did y'all what was y'all's discussion? Like these are the people we want and uh, sorry, just you don't fit what we're doing.
2: I'll take that one, actually, because I remember very distinctly having that conversation with you. Um, and I think we even used to say it a couple times in the early days of the podcast. You I think the way that you put it was I want to talk to somebody who's at least a few rungs on uh, on the ladder above me. Like, in other words, like they, they, they've had um, some experiences that are that I have not yet had. Right. Like if I'm on this rung of the ladder and I'm. <laughs> You can't see me, but He's I'm climbing up climbing an imaginary. A very ladder wide right ladder. <laughs> if I'm, you know, climbing up this ladder, then the person that we want to interview is like one, two, three rungs or whatever it is above above where we are. Um and that actually we've we've done a pretty good job over the years of keeping that sort of upward trend because, you know, obviously it has been nine, ten years and and yeah, we're different people, but we've also had a lot more experiences since that time, you know, uh, we've both done uh, more theater. We've both done more television. We've both done more, you know, whatever it is, commercial work. And so, uh, it has allowed us to kind of keep that trend sort of going, going upwards, I think. Um, so that was some of the uh, criteria. And then I forgot what was the first, Oh, how did we meet the people? Yeah. Um, you had you you got us like our first few guests. I mean, I knew, um, Duke, You know, I knew, I knew Doug Bressler, but you knew, um, uh, Brenda Adelman was our first guest. yeah, Yeah. You, you had met her before and you knew a few of our other first guests. Like, I think you were sort of the source of the first few guests. So maybe you
3: should field that one. I just wanted to talk to people that had, uh, an interesting sort of accent to their pursuit. So they weren't just actors waiting tables, nothing wrong with that, but they were also uh, you know, graphic designers or they were hypnotherapists or they were like tea connoisseurs or they were doing a one-person show uh, about something very specific like Brenda Edelman was doing a one-person show about grief because literally in her life, her father killed her mother and then married the mother's sister and then was like, come be our daughter still. And she was, that's been like her life's journey is how do I cope with this? And she wrote a wonderful woman show called uh, My Brooklyn Hamlet about that and like, that is more than just being an actor. Like So I, I wanted to sort of start with those people because they were people that were in my world that I wanted to get to know better. But the idea behind the whole thing was you, AJ, you and I were both working at Apple and you know Tom Arnold would come in. Wesley Snipes would come in.
1: Uh, I saw Chris uh, Pratt at Apple a while back.
3: <laughs> Just all these people And and I remember helping The Edge The guitarist from U2 with his iPhoto Helping get his, he his daughter's iPhoto Like all straightened out And I sat down with Wesley Snipes And helped him get this vault security feature On his laptop figured out And the whole time I'm like Call I'm me si- Blade I'm I'm like sitting next to Blade So I was like Why don't I have a reason to like Like I knew if I asked these guys Can I pick your brain over coffee for 15 minutes They'd be like Fuck no, go away Maybe not They wouldn't I don't know But um, I wanted to have a reason that would incentivize them to also build their platform. And then also I just wanted to meet other actors in the industry. So I wanted to sort of, you know, serve the industry by like sharing this information that people were
2: otherwise having to pay 40 bucks for a freaking workshop for. That's how we got Neil McDonough, you know, on the show. Yeah. I, I, I built a relationship with him because I worked at the Grove yeah. um, Apple store. Um, it's also how we got um, JK Simmons because I, I, I worked with his cousin at that store. I mean, Like it it was all, it was all personal relationships. We just like, I don't know, swung for the fences. You know, we were like, who, like, who cares? Like, uh, you know, I, I've I've talked about this on the show before, but Trevor and I have done multiple plays with Tom Hanks, niece. Like there have been multiple times where I have soft pitched the show to her, to him, right. Say like, Hey, like if he's ever, you know, whatever. And I've met him on multiple occasions and it's that kind of stuff where we were just like, okay, now that we have this excuse, like let's just swing for the fences. You know, I handed one of our inside acting business cards to Ellen page. Um, and this was before she came out. And I, I'm convinced that after I found out, um, that she was sort of living this duplicitous life, her the way that she reacted to me was coming from that place of um, inauthenticity because she was kind of mean. And I didn't take it personally because I get that it's really difficult to be a, I mean, you were just talking about what it's like to be someone who like can't walk down the street without being recognized, right? Yeah. So I didn't take that personally, right? But after she came out, I was like, oh, that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like she was like living this, inauthentic, duplicitous life and was kind of giving off this energy of like, get away from me, maybe because she was, you know, either afraid of being seen or like didn't feel like herself or, you know, didn't know who I was or if I would be like if if I was like a judgmental person, like what, you know, what if, you know, she wasn't out, she comes on the show and then I make some like homophobic crack or something like that, you know, you never know. Um, and so, like, I never took that personally, but at the same time, the amount of like cojones that Trevor and I had to like ask some of these people and either get rejected or not was um, was a huge deal in those first hundred episodes, you know, we were just constantly like, let's swing as hard as we can. And if, and if it doesn't work, you know, with strike 1 million, like we had an infinite number of strikes. It didn't, it didn't matter.
1: Well, I think, I think it's important. This is a lesson to come off that. Like just, if you're going to do, a, especially a guest based podcast, you cannot be afraid to talk to people. <laughs> like you can't be afraid to reach sure. out. Cause you're going to run out of like, unless you just are surrounded by people that fit your podcast constantly You're going to run out of people, you know, and eventually you're going to have to reach out and reach out to people through Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and people you do plays with or maybe meet at work. And, you know, we've done the same thing and like half our guests now are people that we've either been suggested to by other people, which is also just mind blowing in its own right that people would be like, oh, this guy would be perfect and you should totally do your show. And it's like, well, thank you. That's a compliment in itself that you think our show is good enough that you would. It's like suggesting someone to date somebody like you're like, I believe in this person and I believe. In you guys. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, and so like, that's amazing that you guys had that bravery and we're the same way. I think we've you know, had to build that up a little bit. But, you know, having that voice to go, hey, you seem to do a lot of stuff. You have a great story, which I like, you know, you, what you mentioned a little bit ago about like they they're tea connoisseurs or they're they're hypnotherapists. Like that's something we talk a lot with Michael is like, f- what's the story? Like, what's the narrative to tell in their interview? And why what makes them different from just being an actor? What makes them different from just being a writer? Um, you know, are they a cosplayer as well? Do they have their own business? You know, are they? You know, we had an actress who did a lot of horror films, so I thought that was a cool twist. Like, let's focus on that. And and so, I think that both of those are great advice in the sense of how you look at guests and how you reach out to guests. No fear,
0: like just just ask. The worst they can say is no. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I was I, just about to say that because it's something uh, you, AJ, and Trevor talk about a lot on Inside Acting is the power of asking because what that is ultimately if they don't or if they can't, they'll just say no, and but at least you won't have that biting question of, oh, I never asked if they could do it, and I will commend Daniel. He has lately been stepping up uh, the level of guests that we're reaching out to, and I won't throw out names or anything right now, but... Whether it's on social media, I've noticed you're starting to pitch our show to some people, and it's it's really interesting to see them say, "Yeah, sure. Here's the contact information for my team. Coordinate with them, shoot them the information, and we'll see what happens."
2: We did the we did the cold. You asked, you know, were you just cold cold pitching? You know, sending sending emails and cold pitching people. We did that same. We did that as well. Um, You know, longtime listeners know that we went to uh, the trade shows, you know, I went to actor fest, we went to showbiz expo and just, you know, if we met anybody there, I would <clears throat> either give them a card or invite them on the show or, or whatever. And then as the act level of access started to grow because of social media, we did, you know, we started pitching people there as well. And sometimes it, we'd get somebody's representation on, and then they would say, Oh, my client, client, so-and-so, or we'd have client so and so on and they'd be like, Oh, you should talk to my manager, you know. And so we end up getting two, two, three interviews uh out of out of meeting one person. So it was anything and everything, you know.
0: That is great. And it's also interesting how social media has gone from like, oh, it's just a place of hanging out, to now it's where you can conduct business. And a lot of our guest coordination, I know Daniel has. Our president done. sure does. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, oh, we won't even get started on that one. I know we can talk on end about that uh <laughs>
2: he's con- he's firing his top cabinet positions from twitter. <laughs> on
0: twitter yeah oh my gosh uh. no
2: I,
1: I yeah it's it's I, you know i'd be interested to know like when you send out like cold emails to someone um do you kind of what what's the main thing that it says in, in your email like if somebody's thinking about you know reaching out to people coldly you know what's the professional way or verbiage to use, and so can you kind of give an example of what y'all's email sounds like?
2: Trevor should definitely answer this one because you and Jen worked really hard on like crafting that email that we that we send out. Um, you know, and I, I mean, the only thing I would have added to that that's I mean that's already in there. My the only idea I would have is like include other past guests, right. and that's definitely in there. That was not my idea. I'm just saying like that's one thing that I would have suggested. Everything else was. I feel like you mostly and, and Jen.
3: I feel like the the key uh, ingredient that needs to start right up front is that you personally like you don't just copy and paste something. You personally recognize the guest for something unique that they do and let them know somehow that you're familiar with their work because I've I've gotten a lot of pitches for various things over the years that are clearly like a copy and paste job and, and nothing feels cheaper in my experience. Than that, So I, I like to identify, first off, like, I love your work for this or that or that thing you did or whatever. Like, I remember watching this or reading this. It's been awesome. Uh, and then I'll go into like, I'd like to invite you on the show. This is what's in it for you. We have X number of listeners. We've interviewed ABCDEFG guests in the past. And I'll usually link to their episodes or their website with a thing about what they've done, whether it's film work or what they're known for. And then I'll let them know how long it's going to take Um, and if they have any questions, you know they're they're welcome to respond, right. and and that has seemed to work really well. The, that combination of ingredients seems to let people know that that they're they've got fans. This is worth their time and it's not
0: going to be for nothing.
1: How many, uh, how many, I guess, paragraphs or how long would you say your email is? Three paragraphs, Three maybe paragraphs. tops. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You don't, you don't want it to be a, a novel for them to read, Man. especially if it's, it is a cold and, and break it
3: up with bullet points and like no more than like one or two sentences per paragraph. Some of the pitches I've gotten over the years are like 30 sentences in one huge block of text. i like, I don't, I don't have time to sit here and like scan this for the, the one ask that you have, like, just get to it. You know? The-
0: I was going to say the majority of people, I know I do most of my email through my phone. So you have to think this person's going to probably open it on their mobile device. Yeah. And if they see this giant thing, they might be like, okay, I'll read that for later and then forget about it.
2: Yeah. Have you guys put together a template?
0: Yet yeah, I, I,
1: yeah. I wrote an email a while back and it's kind of, evolved as we've gone on like especially because i had one when we first were starting recording before we even had episodes out so there was no like we recently had this person on our show because it wasn't live yet so it was basically like we're re- like, i think it was in the middle of our kickstarter i was like we have a kickstarter going right now for the show and uh we're trying to build guests to start recording before we go live in june um you know this is who in, in that time we picked a lot of people that we knew um, just because we felt that would, obviously, they're more willing to come on and more uh, you know, into it. And once we went live, I felt the courage to start going after more of those people that we didn't. And that's when we started adding, you know, we just had a podcast with this person who's this and we've done this. And ours is basically a breakdown, um, at least on my, you know, it's a different, obviously a little different on Michael's. But the first paragraph is usually um, the, the, the initial, what? why am I emailing you? Uh, you know, we're a podcast. We'd love to have you on if somebody's, re- you know, uh, suggested them. I'll mention that we're friends of Trevor and AJ and they've suggested that we email you or reach out or friends of, you know, uh, Helena Santos. And yeah, the connection and, is uh, always yeah. a great thing. And to, so you throw that uh, out there. Friend. And then usually I put in like I really love like you said, I, I really love your uh, cosplay that you do. And I, I think a lot of our fans could really learn from what you do and the hustle that you put in and try to like, this is why we want you on. Yeah, um, and specific then I, like, yeah, topics. This is what I think yeah. our, our audience can learn from you. Yeah. And um, I also have a little paragraph about me and mine, just so people understand, like, I'm not new to podcasting, and I'm not new to the medium. So I kind of express, like, I'm from Dallas, and I had an online radio show, and I've also hosted several podcasts, just so they get a feel like, okay, this is someone that knows. Not only not
0: only did you research me, but yeah. now you're letting me research you yeah. a little mm. bit, yeah, and I don't yeah. have to go out of my way to find out. Yeah. And then like, as a,
1: and then we talk about what the podcast is. And then again, if they have any questions, feel free to let us know. We'd love to talk to them in more detail over the phone about the show and what maybe how we can record and what we can put together.
0: But I also think going back, you talked about Kickstarter. Yeah. That was a huge leaping off point because we learned during that process about how important it was to already have like messages kind of like you work hard to have it personal, that you can personalize it to each person who you send it to, but you have that basic message stored and you just spend a lot of time preparing all these messages so that way when it's time to do it you can just hit send. And I obviously learned that from Leah Savoli's three-part yeah, series yeah. on uh inside acting. Cuz like when we were getting ready to series, yeah. when we were getting ready to kickstart, I was like I'm going to listen to this and like page it like I remember writing those pages way back when when I first listened to the episode, but doing that series again it was just like so important. She
2: she gave so much away mm-hmm. to yeah. our listeners like mm-hmm. it is unbelievable yeah unbelievable
1: and i think something going with the email itself and even the kickstarter you know it's important if you're reaching out for donations for your show or if you're starting to ask people to be on you need to know what your brand is you need to know how to sell yourself and sell what your show is how did you guys start evolving you know what obviously you knew what kind of the idea of inside podcast but what its brand was and what the feeling of the show and and what you wanted to offer, in the sense of this is who we are. How did you guys slowly form that, and that in a way that was deliverable to other people to understand?
2: I mean, go for it. <laughs> I, I was just saying, I think, I think our uh, we were um, blessed in our naivete, honestly, because eventually we would just admittedly say we don't know what we're doing. For the longest time, you, you'll probably remember this. Our intro said, we're just two dudes with a podcast.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We have a little bit of experience in the entertainment industry. And we were just looking for an excuse to talk to people. We were super transparent. And uh, it's funny because that, that was our brand for the first, I don't know, 100 plus episodes. Something like that was like, that's what we'd say at the top of every episode. <clears throat> G- getting older, getting more experience in the business and then getting feedback from, um, guests. And even, I feel like David H. Lord's 17th, even, even at one point was like, you're not just two dudes of the podcast anymore. Like you've been on set, you have all this experience. You need to like own that. Um, and that took a, that took a bit, you know, it was, it, it was interesting. It was like this maturing as individuals and then maturing as a, as a, as an entity, you know, if, as a, as an individual, as we mature, hopefully we're getting less and less, Insecure, more secure in ourselves and our authenticity, and whatever. And I think that the podcast went through the same journey. It's almost a human, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like a ten-year-old human. Maybe a little bit older, right? Maybe maybe one podcast year is equal to two human years, right? right? So now it's like this twenty I love that. early twenties. No, let's say three three human years, because then it'll be our age, right? It's it's become this like you know thirty-year-old uh, entity that went through twenties, kind of uh, you know uh, figured out what it wanted to do with its life. <laughs> now it's in its thirties, <laughs> a little bit more secure. Um, it, it kind of, it kind of feels that way. We, we were, um, that was our brand. Two dudes of the podcast, our brand for a long time. And then one, I can't remember when, maybe you remember, I'd love to ask you if you, if you remember this, um, when the, um, the outline changed and we wrote in there, you, uh, you wrote it in there. So that's why I was asking if you remember uh, when you did it, when you changed it to, uh, the inner and outer, the game. inner and outer game success in the entertainment industry and i was like yeah that that's what that's what this has become now so the brand you know it evolved um but i don't i i think how if the question is how did we create it in the first place it was complete ignorance <laughs> really more than anything yeah that's it i got nothing to add that's <laughs> well, good.
1: you know going back to what i said earlier like we're you know we're it's so flooded now you guys started at a time when podcast was kind of still in its infancy and people were growing and the wave was starting now that it is so flooded, do you feel like that would? If you guys started it now, would that still work? The just two guys with a podcast, or do you think it needs to be more focused, like the in, 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 ins and outs of the entertainment industry, at, from the start?
3: I mean, I, I really do think it, that same approach would work. Is I think as long as you're honest and transparent, people will f- get that, and then they'll be attracted to that. And honestly, I I don't. I, I would be able to relate to that a whole lot more than somebody who claims to have it all figured out and has some technique or strategy or secret to sell me or, you know, get me on their list for. I feel like the
2: the two things that we left out earlier when we were talking about, like, what is your podcast? And you were talking about, like, just if it's four dudes sitting around the table and, you know, you're saying what's your goal, all that stuff. I feel like regardless of what your goal is, you have to be passionate about the subject matter because otherwise you're just not going to do it. You're not going to show up you're going you're, you're gonna to release an episode every three months and then eventually after six episodes, it's going to die, which is what happens to most podcasts. You're just not going to show up. So you have to be passionate about the the subject matter. And then as far as the audience is concerned, I always go back to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and like just building a, 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 a small tribe of people who are into that one thing. You know, he talks about in Crush It, it's like, what what's your favorite medium to work in and what are you passionate about? So like if you're a guy... <clears throat> who loves baseball, um, and loves to write, start a baseball blog. But if you love baseball and you happen to be an accountant, don't, don't start a vlog about accounting. If you love to write about what you're actually passionate about, which is baseball, right? So kind of combining those mediums and the tribe will find you like if only a thousand people ever in the history of the podcast, if only a thousand people listen to our podcast, Great. I've had a great time. I've met awesome people. My, I, I sit there every week and talk to, and catch up with my best friend. And we we've had awesome guests and we've met cool people like you guys. Yeah. And we've had parties. People have thrown parties for us. I now have a 20 minute. We have a 20 minute long video full of uh like uh, actors and voiceover artists and celebrities and stuff telling us congratulations for hitting 300 episodes. Like there's like this accomplishment, this like bank of, of stuff. And, and, and people showed up anyway, that was sort of like, uh, you know, the cherry on top or the, or the icing on the cake. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, anyway, I could, I could go
1: on. Well, I think I think you're right. Passion has to be there, especially in the sense of like you said, the evolution of the podcast because uh you know, Michael and I have changed the podcast so much as it's gone already and it's only been a year it even, hasn't even been a year. No, it hasn't um, been a year. It's been a year since we started talking about it, but since the show's been on, it's been less than a year and you guys talked about how you guys wanted a different guest every week and Awesome. We we were like we're gonna have two episodes every week, and then we're, so each each week we'll have a different guest, but we'll have two episodes for those guests. Tuesday, Thursday, and then it got to the point where like we can't do this anymore. Like yeah. this is first, we're just wasting that space to have just expanded out, and right. you know, well,
0: also transparency. My best friend, uh, Torados was our sound engineer, and he was editing our episodes up in Vacaville, California, and he was doing this all out of the love of his heart for me and for us, and you know, he was at a time where he was getting ready to move to Japan, but he wanted to work on something creative. And so when I pitched him to us, he was like, yes, I'm all about it. Let me edit. And then, you know, post... uh, I mean, editing two hour, hour and a half episodes a week. Yeah, but like post Kickstarter and we got the equipment, we start recording, we record. It's the growing pains, right? It's the stumbling of like, what do you do when you have all of this uh, content, all of this unedited content, and you put it on the shoulders of one person, and then you give them the goal line, like we're doing two episodes every week. And like he was just like, Hey guys, I can't. I'm like losing I'm di- sleep. I'm, I'm up
1: till five AM in the morning trying to get these done.
0: Well, because uh Vacaville, I, I don't know if Victorville's the same way. There's not much to do. I am, <laughs>
2: I'm very familiar with Vacaville. With oh. Vacaville. Oh, you are? Yes.
0: I always love it when I find out that people know about no, Vacaville. Just know Vacaville. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. Unless he was like, I, I used to be from Vacaville. That would be huge. I hate Vacaville. <laughs> but, you know, he, he was all for doing it. But then you learn boundaries and limits. And then you also realize, like, this isn't our full-time job yet. We have to be able to tend to the gardens of our lives and focus on other things. And so, like, after a month or two, was it, that... We finally just adjusted to like one episode. a week. Yeah, it was it was. After, it and, it was a, and it was a hard thing for you to accept. It, it took me a while to get into it because I got so settled
1: on what we were doing. And so it took a while for me to be like, yeah, OK, I get it. Let's do it. But I think the thing that hit me was helping Cal like when it came to that that's like I'm not going to be an evil taskmaster and like just beat this guy to death with episodes. So like that was when I was like okay, we get it. And it actually wasn't. It wasn't I think it was like 2 months. Yeah, Cause I if think you we look, did it for 2 months. Cuz we had almost like 25 episodes 18, 18 to 20 episodes in before we started doing it a week. And I was like how many weeks could we have expanded if we had just started that from the beginning and had you know, we would have had an extra, you know, t- 10 weeks of episodes that we didn't have to rush or
2: kill ourselves to record. This should have been your episode zero, man. We should have have had this crossover round table thing. We could have warned you. Don't do it. So this is actually where,
0: so uh, listeners, we are recording in Daniel's apartment. That's why you can hear the lovely gardening sounds. Hello. But this is where we did record our episode zero for our Kickstarter. For our Kickstarter.
1: We we had, I had one mic already that my wife bought me because she knew I wanted to get back into podcasting. And so we just recorded this episode. Like if we don't get money, this is how the show is going to sound. And it's literally going to be us in an apartment with one mic going back and forth with no guests and just rambling. And so like, that was our pitch. Like let's make this better than that. And so like, that's how you give us money. <laughs> that's why you should give us money. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of money, um, the co- you know, pot, like we've talked about podcasting, isn't just record on a you know, cell phone and then play it back through some audio form. Um, I've I've seen YouTube videos where like how to start a podcast I'm like just start recording on your iPhone I'm like please don't do that and we you need good quality audio at least for a decent audio I think for a podcast because it's like acting casting directors know within the first ten seconds if they're gonna cast you I think people within the ter- first ten seconds of listening to your show if your audio quality is I, I, people are going to stop listening. So Wait, I'm actually
0: now interested in a podcast it's, where it just sounds like that. It sounds like Bane. Yeah.
1: Um, and especially since now, again, celebrities and stuff have professional studios that they're recording in with Smooth and producers that are editing it. You've got to sound decent at least. And so how did you guys deal with the cost of starting a podcast at the beginning? Your website hosting, microphones, uh, uh, any kind of equipment you guys had. What did you have at the beginning and how did you all pay for it? Uh, we showed <laughs> your mother. You were born in podcasting.
3: You we're we're in all just gonna start talking like
1: Bane for the rest I know. of this. So, what about branding? Well, brand, rec- we recorded in the dark. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we saved money on the electricity bill.
1: You record in the dark. I was born in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I had
3: a lot of gear from. Um, I, I was slowly building up gear for my own sort of like music hobby of recording, writing and recording music sort of on the weekends. So I had a couple mics and I had an interface. I didn't have um, a little mixing board that we needed at the time. And this is before, I think, USB 3. So like the, the, the technology actually wasn't quite up to par um, as far as affordability went. Like this thing right here that you guys have, this, this kind of thing did not exist. It's pointing it, to
1: our phantom power. Yeah, back, your yeah, phantom yeah.
3: powered like, I don't know what this is, but um, <laughs> that thing, if it did exist, would have been, like, $800. So I found some, like, cheapo interface at Apple for 50% off, and I bought that, and then I, uh, I borrowed Doug's little mixer board. He just sort of, like, let us use that, and then he showed me, like, the order of, like, connecting the cables and what went into what's jack, and then, you know, how to get GarageBand to hear that, and then eventually we just – sort of slowly upgraded as we got more familiar with how the technology worked. But it started out like that. Our, our website was a blogger site. It was totally free.
0: I remember the blogger website. Yeah, yeah I do because I, I I created my first version of my website on blogger because yeah. of your guys' website. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, about yeah. <laughs> sorry about that and his, and his
1: acting work skyrocketed yeah. well i was
0: gonna say like put out to our listeners to try and find my page because i think it's still out there <laughs> my, my,
1: michael lutheran at ain dot angelfire dot geosites.com yeah um you know i yeah it, it's it's weird how you know equipment has like are the the two power packs that we have because we have two mics that have to have phantom power brought to them because they don't just run off the computer um they were like two for like like 20 bucks or something like that we got two of them for like oh, it was like it,
0: it was it was more than that but was like
1: it, was it I th- no i feel like this was like a special amazon deal it was oh, like two yeah. packs for like 16.99 like we're oh and so something? we got two of them for like really cheap and the you know i think the mic amazon was not a thing at the was, time uh, uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah it really wasn't <laughs> yeah yeah a lot a lot That's of technology so that are
3: around today like just did not instagram didn't exist facebook was sort of barely a thing yeah uh twitter was brand new so everybody was all over twitter yeah. But well, yeah. Well, four, iPhones square, out, four but, square was, oh, oh, iPhones did come out. Yeah.
2: Foursquare was a big deal. Yeah.
1: Where's that now? I still use
2: it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you know, I pho- iPhones, were yeah. iPhones were out. iPhones were but out. But You know yeah. what came out the year we started the podcast? The app store. Right. Wow. They were just, they were very simple. They were like smart calculators right.
3: with the phone built in and email. Yeah.
1: yeah well, it, when I, when I did uh media junkyard, they had been going since like 2002. And I started, I came in, in like 2006, 2007, And when they decided to end the show on the final episode, I had researched everything that of importance that happened in the world since they started their podcast. And it was like the first iPhone came out, uh, uh, uh spider-man turn off the dark was announced like the then spider-man turn off the dark was delayed and then spider-man turn off the dark hurt somebody and it was like this multiple somebody. Like, i mean just huge list of all the things twitter started like stuff like that and it's like it's crazy when you think about length like we've only been doing this for a year i can't imagine being six years seven years eight years nine years down the road still doing not saying i, I don't want to do this but like still doing this be like when we did this instagram was starting to be really big and it's like what's going to be big six years from now Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine what's going to be
3: like
2: with the technology. My uh, space is going to come back. It's going to look like, you know, in in (laughs) six, seven years. I'm I'm nothing but grateful, though, because like especially with Trevor's experience in in voiceover, which um, I did listen to your interview. So good job. Good job. Period. In general. And also, (laughs) I know that you talked about your VO to go go stuff. So. Um I'm a big fan. Um anyway.
0: Uh, AJ's all bashful over here. Check, check, checks
2: in the mail AJ. Uh, thanks, thanks. He's a fan. You don't have to pay me in money. Um, uh, family show. Family. Uh, show. Awkward. Should I do my intro? No, the romance is the romance is real. Absolutely. Um, no, I'm super grateful for for Trevor's experience in voiceover now because Now we both have like the same $150 mic that plugs into USB and we record everything via Skype. And technically we could record two tracks and slap them together, although that has led to some issues in the past. Um, And so now we just record on one computer or the other and it, and it sounds okay. You can tell one of us is being recorded, you know, over the internet, so to speak, but to save time, uh, money, fuel, on like driving over to somebody's house, getting all the equipment set up, recording and breaking it all down, all that stuff. Like it's unbelievable the the, you know, how, how easy it has all become as a result. Mm Um, I miss sitting in a room like this is fun being able to look across the table and, and see him and see you guys. And it does change the dynamic, but for what we were doing, which was like, essentially recording these bookends for a guest, which was like the, uh, you know, the main content of the episode was perfect. It works, it works really, really well. And, and, you know, obviously it came out of necessity of me moving across the country, you know, to the East coast, but still um, uh, awesome. Great. You know, that's uh, necessity is a mother invention. Right. So, Mm
1: -hmm. well, you know, when we, our first season, I was very adamant, like I, at least the first season I want all the interviews to be in person, like all of them. And I'm not a huge fan of Skype interview quality on podcasts. it doesn't turn me off. Like I'll still listen to it. But like if you can be in person, try to be in person. For me, it's my mindset. And, and, but like recently, like. And then I'm the person who's like, Daniel,
0: it's okay. It'll, we will find a way to make it work. Nope. Nope. We won't. We won't. (laughs) But um, Daniel. Nope. We'll find a way. That's not how it's going to work. Hey Daniel, look, we just did it. Oh, maybe it'll work. Um, (laughs) We, we did literally this literally how you know, our conversations go sometimes we, we got you know we got really lucky Trevor, i think we should leave them alone
1: <laughs> <laughs> well what got lucky is we mom know, we, and dad are mad <laughs> we got we got really lucky because there was one guy that the one person that wasn't in la that we were going to record that we had talked to was this guy named aj jones who lived in atlanta and the story kind of was like having that hustle outside of hollywood and being able to have success away from hollywood and acting and luckily he came into town for the fringe festival and so we had time to like just drag him in real quick and do uh, you know, our well, him our and interviews. I were already
0: going to go to Fringe and see some shows, so it's like, hey, if we, yeah, yeah. if you're, you're free earlier, yeah. yeah, you're coming
1: in town, and we're going to go see shows later. Let's just do this interview.
0: And so I was like, yeah, we don't have to do it through
1: Skype. I'm so excited, and it's, but also at the same time, we didn't have a proper thing that gave good quality, I would think, of audio through that, and so that was my biggest worry. And luckily, now we have software that allows for recording. I yeah, that for really us really was, really was a really big
0: well. stumbling block. I mean. You know, Trevor, as as our listeners know, because we've been transparent about it on our show, is that we lost the, your first interview because we were using Audacity. And for listeners out there, Audacity is a great learning tool. We, we but full disclosure, we lost every single person
1: that we were plan- scheduling to have in the first four weeks of our season two of this year. We lost all of their interviews. We've had the first three guests. We had to re-interview all of them. Yeah.
0: And and. And that has been, you know, super humbling because it's that you're then having to approach someone and say, there was a, there was a problem. We have to do this and we have to own it. And if you cry, if, cry for a second and well, then get to work. well. No, But it's just like, you know, we're, we're, we're learning. This is we're, we're growing as a podcast. We're growing as producers, as a team. And that was a huge learning process for me of being able to see this problem and rather than Flipping out as what we could have done. It's just like, okay, well, we've learned something really important here. Now it's time to spend the money and, and, and get something that we can count on. I'll say it's okay on. to flip out for a second, have yeah, that moment of, of
1: frustration. And then I, like I, I told, cause I think Michael would, would usually point it out to me that something was wrong. And so I think he had the time already to go through the motions. And so then he's talking to me and I'm just now going through the motions. Like you've got to give me a minute. Just let me get to the <laughs> mad and then I'll come back in and we'll figure this out. Deep breaths. And yeah. Yes. What power of breathing? What problems did you guys encounter when you first started? We only had that happen to us once.
2: And I remember the guest. Who was it? Bonnie Gillespie.
1: Oh, that's right.
3: Remember that's that? That's right, yeah.
2: She was, the, she was actually, because of that, the first person we ever had on twice. Oh, wow. um, because we had a two-part interview, mm-hmm. uh, published the first part, uh we were editing the second part and something happened with weird something weird happened with garage band and we lost the second part of her her interview it's the worst feeling and um and had to re-interview her um for the whole thing so it was this really weird thing where like we published that first half then re-interviewed her and had like i don't know if we did two more halves or something like that but it's the only time it ever happened and and i know the feelings that you are to which you refer, my friends. Yes, but
0: friend. yes. I mean, it was one of those moments of like, okay, let's. Uh, but then we had that seed money, right? Like we had our Kickstarter money, so it's like we have these resources to use them. That's that's what's what what's there for. That's what people gave out of their the gener- their own generosity. They gave it to us so that we could use it. So let's use it. Let's actually, yeah, let's actually <laughs> use it. Can <laughs> and, you think and- of
2: any other uh, any other major issue? I mean, the only other major thing was we. Well, I
3: I was super cheap at the beginning. And so I wanted to get everything I could for free. And so we hosted uh, with a service called Blip TV. I don't even know if they're around anymore. Never even heard of it. Um, And they were primarily an audio platform. And then they branched into video, but kept their audio. And then they ditched their audio support. So we had our entire feed hosted on Blip TV. uh, And then we somehow like some suddenly couldn't anymore. And so and I couldn't figure like to get your feed moved from one service to another and retain all your subscribers and still have the iTunes store recognize it as the same. It was like a nightmare headache thing and I could not figure it out. And so thankfully our friend Doug had some contacts at blip and iTunes actually, as it turns out, I and mean, he, he worked some magic and they handled it, but we moved over to Podbean at that point. Right. But yeah, that was, that was a,
2: that was sort of a, shitty situation that was sort of uh around the same time too that we were consi- was it around the same time we were considering doing video or like we because yeah, because yeah. it was an option we were like well okay i guess if blip is gonna do video maybe we should try video and we tried it and it was a friggin disaster <laughs> uh, almost, like, yeah, a lot more disasters. Yeah. so much more work so much more storage so much more bandwidth um and uh, it just made it just made everything more difficult uh the whole production process and the podcast actually crashed and burned for like three months. We didn't have a podcast. Yeah. And we were like, "Oh wow!" we were like very close to throwing up our hands because it was either, because if we couldn't figure, if, if it wasn't for Doug, we would have had to start from scratch. And I don't think either one of us really wanted to do that.
0: Well, shout out to Doug, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really Saving cool. Inside acting. So
3: I, I will say this for people listening that want to start their own podcast, like no like be ready to be married to your podcast provider, because um, you you technically can switch from one provider to another and keep all your subscribers, but you don't want to go through that. It's a world. it's a pain. Maybe it's easier now. I don't know, but um,
0: well yeah. we're we're still in the growing phase of trying to find all the platforms that we want this to be on. But what is if- your
2: feed? What do what do you where do you guys host Hollywood Hustle? Uh, Squarespace. The the actual feed the the like uh, RSS feed. Mm-hmm.
1: OK, yeah, because yeah. uh, you can do like blogs and have an RSS feed from the blog.
2: Got it. So the so the um so is that also what the website is being hosted by? Yeah. OK, so, so you're go, doing you're doing go, everything through Squarespace. Yeah. When you upload your MP3 files or whatever they are. Yeah, like, when we, yeah whenever.
1: Yeah, we go through Squarespace. Uh, and this is a fun thing whenever there's no analytics specifically for podcasts. And so originally we were like, how are we going to know how many people are downloading? How many people are listening? So you can upload directly the files through like a blog that is on there and basically becomes your your RSS feed is born from that. And then you build your you know description and all that stuff that fits iTunes and all that stuff from there. And then you just give out your feed, uh, obviously, to wherever you want it. And so we did that. But then we we're like, OK, we need to find analytics. So we found this website called Blueberry, uh, yeah. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. And basically, you you basically take you down you copy the link, a download link for your episode, go to Blueberry, they add a prefix link uh, to it to add just extend the URL pretty much, and then you go in and, and upload your file as a URL instead of the direct audio file. and that then from there they can track and all this stuff. The problem but is they don't they
2: don't host it, they
1: don't host it, they just track it. interesting. But the problem is that causes a lot of issues. With places like Stitcher and iTunes. Like, the amount of problems we've had with Stitcher is mu- just enormous. Like, just the feed not refreshing us. Lo- like, w- there was one part when all our episodes, except for like three, were gone. This was in like the first couple weeks, yeah.
0: though. And so. No, but it's been a continual well, up and down. For we, we have had issues with Stitcher as well as other now Not that platforms. we hate
1: Stitcher, we love Stitcher. But there's been <laughs> issues. They've been very nice once we contacted them. They were very back and forth with me trying to fix the
0: problem, but it was just hearing frustrating. this as experienced podcasters. Is there an alternate strategy that you guys have gone about hosting your show on a different type of site or, because obviously we're going through directly on our website. Uh, is there an alternative strategy that for listeners uh, to be aware of, to be aware of, or hosting it in a different way?
3: Um. I mean, it's tough because it's always changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and companies are coming and going. And Gidali, our, our former um, marketing and web director, was really he really pushed for like, you guys have to buy your own server space. You need to upload your files and host everything on your own server space. You need to own your own internet real estate because if squarespace for instance shut down tomorrow you guys would be screwed if Podbean shut down tomorrow our podcast would go away as well Mm -hmm. so it's like we're renting space in somebody else's building right now Mm -hmm. and we're dependent on them continuing to do business so that's something to consider i don't think it's as much of an issue these days and podcasts are such a thing now that it's it's there's so many options but Um, I would take that into consideration if you were thinking, if you're listening to this and thinking of starting the podcast. And if you are deciding, you know what, that's a bit of a headache to sort of figure out how to host my podcast on Amazon Web Services and get the RSS feed and all that stuff. Um, Just, you know, do your research and go with a really established company. I mean, I I looked around a lot. I looked at Blueberry. I looked at Libsyn. I looked at um, a million different services and decided to pony up 20 bucks a month for Podbean. And then additionally, host uh, podcasts on SoundCloud for 15 bucks a month, which is a little bit redundant because now we've got two separate feeds. But there are people on SoundCloud that love listening to podcasts on SoundCloud. So we actually have not a crazy number, but a lot of people discover the show through SoundCloud. Right. So I wanted to have a presence there.
1: Yeah, it, that kind of goes like your know, places that have your podcast, like different distributors of your podcast. Um, obviously iTunes is number one in the sense of podcasts and where people listen. Um, uh, what other places are you guys on?
3: Um, there's a, there's a new one that I just discovered the other day and I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe the podcast should be part of that. I forget what it was, but uh, definitely iTunes or Apple podcasts now. Um, Stitcher, uh, Google play. I think so, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, I upload a, a version of the podcast to YouTube. I use a service called tunes to com it's just the full word spelled out tunes to tube.com. Um, that's like 10 bucks every six months, but you can, I I make a separate artwork thing to do that's formatted for YouTube and you just upload your MP3, upload the artwork and it creates a YouTube video.
1: We've been looking for something (laughs) like that. You just blew down. Oh my God. That just, you just made me so happy.
3: But, you know, I think, I think so many podcasts now to have like a live component, like there's a lot of great podcasts out there where you can listen to the audio feed. But if you want to actually watch the footage of the guests, you know, really well shot. Lewis Howes is a great example of this. Um, you can do that now. And I think that's a really cool um, thing to add, because a lot of people listen to podcasts on YouTube, where they'll put it on during work, and they like to check in and see what the guests look like and watch people's body language. So lots to consider now. And that's that's only been in the past like six, eight
2: months that that's become like a really big sort of mainstream practice. There was a time uh, way back in the day when like Ustream first came about that we, we Ustreamed the episode while we recorded it, you know. But what's weird about that is you don't record when people are listening. So you can tell your fan base, hey, we're going to be recording at this time. But most people are going to find it when it, when their subscription kicks in, right, the next yeah. the next week. So you publish the episode and I, I find I, you know, listener, you know, John Q listener, uh, you know, hears it on the next week's Tuesday drop of the episode. And you go, oh, they were you streaming this, but we recorded the week before. Yeah. So it's a little strange, but, um, you know, doing the video, like having the video and audio aspect to it. I know a lot of people are doing that. I just think like for us. I think we got burned so bad by videos that one time that we were like, we are like afraid of to play with fire again. Kind we, of thing.
0: We've briefly done that uh, with Instagram live. Yeah, We IG live,
1: like the beginning of a lot of our interviews. Yeah.
0: It's just, but also with such a small production of just me and Daniel and, you know, quickly became like, Oh gosh, it's so hard for me to take notes or to like live tweet, but also like focusing on the Instagram live thing all at the same time while making sure that Daniel and the guests are okay, yeah. that it's, like the past several interviews now it's like all right we're calming down from that yeah. a little bit well <laughs>
1: you know you mentioned like uh, like you said apple apple podcasts um places like that there's also a place called podknife uh that's that's a new one that's out there uh there's a lot of places that will just take your feed like just double your feed from iTunes also that you like there's some that I heard about recently and I went we were already on there because they just basically take it from iTunes um, so there's a few there's there's so many on out there there uh i Heart radio is now taking podcasts. No, they're, and they're just announced the bankruptcy, bankruptcy right and we just got on there <laughs> daniel
0: messaged me this morning or yeah, last yeah, night last like night hey I like, we're hey, on iheart right, radio. Right, right, radio. radio and then i saw an npr like oh well <laughs> by the <it goes>. way <laughs>
1: um you can submit your podcast to spotify now um they used to before they were very, they would pick and choose podcasts to bring on and now you can submit but it's it's still like i think you have to be Approved i think they will res- yeah they will research on who you are and if you have a lot of followers they use they may put you on there but um uh you know here's hoping that we get on there but yes there's a lot of and, you know a lot of that and i think ig live which kind of takes us into like marketing um how did you guys market your shows when you first started what's marketing we're back with the naivete
3: yeah it was it was 100 word of mouth uh we talked to occasionally about like taking out facebook ads or stuff like that but i don't think we ever pulled the trigger on any of that
2: I think we did it once as an experiment. I seem to remember like we um, after we had the, the old membership, the, the what do we call them? Patrons. Like we called them patrons before Patreon was a thing, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah and we this had- is way before crowdfunding or not way, actually way before crowdfunding. Yeah. Even, yeah. But then yeah. also way before Patreon or like supported type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we had like all of a sudden we had like a slight excess in operating budget. Like we were either losing money or like just breaking even every, every month. And then we had like a little bit extra at one point. I remember being like, well, let's experiment with like a Facebook ad or something. And I don't know, like either nothing came from it or we just didn't feel like it was, you know, uh, as effective. I mean, it'd be interesting to try it again now with um, with the popularity of the, of the platform, but yeah, it was all word of mouth. And then, you know, we started like the Twitter account and eventually, the Instagram account. We had a Facebook group. We had a Facebook page. We still do. We still have all these things, but it was, yeah, it was just kind of getting in, um, to the community. And I think that's the, I think it's the biggest thing for any, you know, piece of content. It's like, if you can find the community, if you can find in our case, the, the actors or the artists or the, the people who might, you know, be interested, that's, that's, the biggest thing. And I think the second biggest thing is probably having the guests be excited to share your show. Mm -hmm. So I know that for instance, having Jenna Fisher on the show, like because she's a avid tweeter, like just like blew up, like tons of people found our podcast through her and her episodes as an example, Mm -hmm. you know, so if you can kind of, um, you know, you can't force a guest to do anything at all. But if they, if they like enjoyed themselves and they think, you know, what they did was cool and valuable, they they might they might share it. Um, can you think of anything else that we did back then? There was so much like uh, touch and go, sort of like experimentation
3: um, that I can't think of any. I don't. We had no plan. We had no education and marketing and content market, like none of that. But you guys, I love tuning into your Instagram account because. You guys are, I feel like, especially up leading up to the launch of it, you were really smart and creative and inventive about how you marketed it on social media. So, can you guys actually talk about your strategy there?
1: Wow. What, strategy?
3: <laughs> what strategy? What strategy? What well, strategy? Whatever. No, no. From, from my vantage <laughs> yeah.
2: point, it looked like you guys had that on lock. Oh, man.
3: Well, yeah. I yeah. told
2: I told, I told told Daniel this when we talked on the phone before I came over for the interview. I, I, I said the same thing. And I... I don't know if he passed it along to you. If he didn't, he's a jerk, but I basically... i passed. <laughs> it well, along.
1: he is a jerk, but uh, what did he say? No, I'm a jerk, but I passed it along anyway.
2: <laughs> no, I was commending you both. I mean, I feel the same exact way as Trevor. Like, I, I, I love the content that you guys put on, specifically your uh, Instagram feed, but just in general, social media. Thank you.
0: Um, it's interesting because, and I, I don't know if this happened with you guys, but like, through the course of our podcast so far, Daniel and I have very much swapped roles in a way in that on the outset, I was the marketing. Uh, I was more in charge of marketing. Um, and as the podcast has gone more forward, I've shifted more into it, more of the production editing and all that. Which and, I kind of did originally. I, and you did originally. Yeah. Um, uh, and then now Daniel's taking over for marketing. But from the outset, I think with the Kickstarter and everything, we, part of our planning of the Kickstarter was marketing and Whether it was like thinking about marketing photos and specifically uh, the type of content that we wanted on our platform that shared the Hollywood hustle in a way. And I know that's something you, Daniel, have just been driving more and more and more towards to is, is sharing others. I think that's the big thing And in comparison to when we first started was... So I'd say if there was a big comparison between our marketing now versus back then it's that back then it was it was very much about trying to get people to know who Daniel and I were. Whereas now we're finding more, and to echo what you say, it's about the community. And what we're finding more value in is hearing the stories from our listeners. And especially when they share us messages about how our interviews are impacting their lives, it's super humbling. And so we're more so wanting to share their story, sharing their hustle. And that's... Kind uh, and Daniel correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how our marketing has shifted over time was when we started it was very much about who Daniel and I were and what we thought the podcast was about right at the outset and versus now it's trying to share what's happening in the community
2: I think that's really smart and something that definitely sets you guys apart first of all the 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 campaigns themselves are great, but I don't we never did that. maybe it's just like our personality or, or, or we just didn't think about it but we never sort of introduced people to us people have learned about us over time and that's always fun you know you were talking earlier about you know meeting you know these people that are sort of mini celebrities in your own mind because you're such a big fan of the podcast we've met so many listeners over the years that are like oh like they'll ask me like oh how's jasmine i was like that's so weird like you're asking me about my fiance and i've never met you before but i get it and i i've never been weirded out by it i think it is weird but i've never been weirded out by it i hope people understand that and i hope anybody who who i have met in that uh context uh, understands that because I, I, I never think it's weird and people are always apologetic. They're like, you must think it's so weird. Cause like, I know so much about you. And I'm like, listen, I get it. You listen to a show. Like you're, it's not weird. I understand where it all came from, but we never, um, we never did that. We never sort of like introduced the community or the potential listeners to like who we were and, and, and help them to learn our personalities outside of the podcast itself. Uh, the, our personalities came through, on the podcast, but, um, I just think it's so smart. Like, is that something you talked about beforehand or did you like just come up with it on, on the fly or,
1: well, I, I think for, for me, it's one of those things where, you know, coming from where you guys started, you know, social media was kind of just a, a thing to hang out in back. I think when you guys started where now it is more of like branding and, and business, uh, is more, is more of a part of it now than it probably was when you guys started. So I think it makes sense that, that really wouldn't be a thing when you guys started. Just that's true. Because
2: like I think it would maybe we'd be a little bit, like, just slightly smarter now. Well, may, yeah, maybe. Two, I don't 2008, know. 2009, as as media we're still our anyway.
1: MySpace top eight friends. Yeah, yeah. top eight friends. And the, the, you know, what if God was one of us playing in the background of somebody's song. But, you know, the, the thing is now is that, you know, social media and marketing is, is now just one. And you, you have to be on there in yeah. a lot of ways. That's where people are. And so it's just, I think it's, you know, it's it's like saying, you know, if somebody started a radio show in 1970, why weren't you doing Instagram? Like, it just wasn't a, that thing at it, the time. It just wasn't available. Yeah, it wasn't was, available. It wasn't the thing that was important at the time.
2: Well, I can understand marketing using social media and marketing the podcast. But my question is, what gave you the idea to introduce your listeners and your or potential listeners, the potential community, your potential tribe to you as right. people? Because I don't know that like like as hosts you mean yeah like mm-hmm. i feel like we never talked about that right or like um and it's interesting we didn't and it's interesting
3: because a lot of our listeners have told us that they tune in almost exclusively to hear our journeys which i always thought was sort of the most boring part of the podcast <laughs> but yeah. people really it's about 50 like 50
2: that. right like there's 50 percent, yeah i mean ish right like not split yeah. evenly down the middle but about half the people tune in um they say that the bookends are more valuable than the guests, and then the other half say that the guests are more valuable than the than the bookends um it's about it's about fifty fifty it's
0: interesting I, I think about where i've been with it for the past six years, and I mean the big reason why I would come back is because of you guys if I think about it like i I loved I loved what the guests would share and everything, but I was just so interested in the week to week life of someone or of these two guys who are in the same city that I am and hearing how they go about it and because that's where you find the nitty gritty big, big learns in a way. So
1: I I would say our social media journey kind of started, like I said, with Kickstarter and it was this idea of, and I think that helped that we were doing Kickstarter first Mm. and that was our first marketing strategy was getting the Kickstarter noticed and getting people on because it was, who are these people that we're giving money to? And so that kind of, and like you're presenting this idea of the Hollywood hustle well, what do you know about the Hollywood Hustle? Like, who are you? Like, what, how are you involved in it? And I think that was the questions that I asked myself when we were starting that marketing campaign. And so from there, it was kind of like, these people need to know who we are, why they should trust us and listen to us, interview these people about this. And I see so once we had the money to do like the, the marketing shoot and once we got through that, that campaign, okay, now we're launching the podcast, let's still build that up. And, and so that's like, this is who we are. Michael is an actor who moved from Vacaville, who has worked very hard to to start building his brand and his acting resume. Uh, he's taken classes and he's done this. I'm a writer who's written several p- uh, pilots and film, uh, a few feature films. And I've done this. And this is what I've done since I moved to Hollywood. I've lived in LA for this long. Michael's lived in LA this long. This is why you should listen and trust what we have to say about LA and about Hollywood. Now, we never said we know everything and we've never said that we are in the upper rankings and echelon of Hollywood, like Hollywood parties and Academy Awards and stuff like that. But, but I think it part of it, it's a double process of trusting us that we know what we're talking about, but also getting to know us and build a relationship with us. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that, you know, Michael, when he mentioned you guys and I started researching inside the acting, inside acting podcast was like about the community that you guys have built. And, like you said, people say, like, that's the most interesting part to them is listening to you guys. And it's because, and I've told other people this who who have podcasts or social media, it's the same thing in a lot of ways. It's about you in the end. If it is your show, if it's the Daniel Tuttle podcast hour, Mm -hmm. or if it's Hollywood Hustle hosted by Daniel Tuttle and Michael Lutheran, in the end, it is about you guys. You are carrying the show. So people are going to have to, people want to sit with you every week. And listen to you talk because you're going to be the same person on every week talking. You know, that's
3: a good point. And that brings up something interesting that I learned not too long ago, actually, very, very late in this journey, um, which is it was tips on how to be a good guest Mm. on something when somebody's interviewing you. And the top tip was, remember, the interviewer is the star. Mm. You're a guest. Make them the star because people tune into the show
1: to hear them ask the questions. See, that's the weird thing because I think the opposite as a ghost when I you are the star of that episode. Yeah,
3: but that's not what if you ask listeners, that's not they don't listen, they don't follow that one star across forty five different media appearances in two weeks. They (laughs) tune into their favorite shows and are happy when that person shows up on their show And that's
1: only and you know, obviously I don't like go just be lazy and just because I think you're that person's gonna carry it, obviously. But that it's funny that you had that as a guest because a host you read, you search how to be a great host, and it kind of says, remember it's not about you, (laughs) it's about the guest. Well, and so then I think also
0: about like listening to episode forty five. Five of you guys, and as a listener of six years, it's so cool to like check back and hear where you guys were at in your journey. And I would, I guarantee, anyone, uh, any of our listeners who hasn't listened to Inside Acting goes and listens to all, however many years, three hundred six episodes, three hundred and six episodes, they're gonna learn so much more about you in the end than the one offs with the guests in a way, and also learn a lot about the industry and how it's evolved. Over the industry, like hearing what you guys were talking about then was so interesting because of just how things have changed a little bit just within the industry and self-submissions and all of these things. It's just and but it all comes back down to you guys. And I'll, I'll
1: tell you this, the the i the idea of getting to know you as a person, especially again, because you're going to be there every week, was um, there's a show called Impractical Jokers that I, I watch where it's four friends who've known each other through high school. They have an improv troupe. And they do this show where they basically dare each other to do things and make fools of themselves in public. So it's a hidden camera show, but they're the ones that look like idiots, not other people. And in the first few seasons, they would have these sections in the show where it was just them for walking around New York talking and just having this banter. And then after a few seasons, they stopped doing that. And I actually tweeted one of the the guys on the show. And I was like, hey, why did y'all stop? doing that. Cause I really loved those segments in the show. And he goes, well, we did that at first so people could get to know who we are. And so they could start getting comfortable with us and know that we are really friends and we have a great back and forth. And then we stopped doing it once we felt people knew us. Yeah. And so that's kind of, I think where that mindset came from initially was just hearing that. And it's like, Oh, that's a great idea. And then as we've done social media and as I've watched the university of YouTube and researched how to Instagram and taken free webinars You know, I, I, the best thing you can do for any profession is research, 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 read, read, read. And, and, and that, that has been more beneficial than anything that, you know, I I can't take any credit for how we've grown just because I've learned it from other people. And it's me taking that and going, okay, well, they're talking about brand. What is our brand? What are we selling? What is, you know, that kind of questions that you have to ask yourself as a marketer, you know, what are you selling and who are you selling it to? And and that's been the good, amount of conversations that
0: Daniel and I will have had where it's like, oh, I just found this new thing that research about, and I think we could apply it to the podcast and stuff, and 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 so I'm going to use that as a, way, a means to shift. So like, also finding the balance between podcasting and then, uh, real authentic relationships, obviously. So me and Daniel, we'll, we make sure to schedule time to just hang out, right? That it is not specifically to it's always podcast <laughs> that it's not always just podcasting. Of course it's going to come up, you know, naturally in conversation, but to make time that isn't a meeting to discuss podcasts or isn't, uh, an interview to record or is it about other stuff that we want to do
1: yeah. like film and yeah, other creative ventures that we yeah. can
0: check in with each other on and see where we could help one another for you guys. Um, what was it like finding that balance between being inside acting podcast producers, hosts to then like, balancing the friendship and you know tending to the rest of the garden as it were
2: well
3: we've frequently worked at the same place we've had a chance to see each other a lot outside of the podcast but um that's definitely an area of opportunity i'll say for my life because aj you've you've repeatedly proposed not even proposed just said to me, like, I want to hang out beyond the podcast. (laughs) Because that's that became all that that was our entire relationship. And, and I, for whatever reason, um, no judgment, um, I resisted that I was just like all business and very precious with my time. And I, I don't think I had a, I'm still working on this, you know, it's like my perspective on what is really important when it comes down to it in life. And I talked about this when we chatted the other week, but you know, it's, it's, it's other people like fucking podcasts. Like who cares? Like, did you make a difference in that person's life? And and AJ, you've, you've repeatedly extended that invitation and I'm, I'm getting better at accepting (laughs) but I'm, I got a long way to go. I know.
2: We, uh, we went to coffee, um, just to hang out and it was hard. It's (laughs) sorry. It's kind of hard to
3: not discussed podcast it, it really is it is
2: yeah well it's funny because we went to coffee so that we could so that like i already knew what the conversation was going to be about but we essentially wanted to be in person so that trevor could say like i think i'm you know ready to move on and like mm-hmm. here here are the reasons why and stuff and so like i knew what the conversation it wasn't like a surprise but we wanted to do kind of yeah, talk right in, talk in person kind of thing and um and so after that was out of the way, we just chatted about we caught up and like, oh, how have you been? Like, what have you been up to this and that, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and it was it was just amazing. And also, like, it shouldn't have been uh, uh, new and surprising, but it was <laughs> it's like we need to do this more often. <laughs> like, like, especially if we're not going to be recording a podcast every week, like that's an hour of friend time where we do catch up inside the show you know in the context of the show we do sort of catch up on each, on each other's lives but okay now if we're not going to be recording together every week like we've i need I, I, I think i even said like i need you for like an hour but like an hour a week that's it you know yeah. um and i i don't know I, I i dragged him out into the wilderness once like <laughs> took him camping and i want to do that more once. often and stuff once once <laughs> once and that was it <laughs> Yeah, right. all this up. isn't really
1: trevor this is trevor's uh, copycat yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah um so you know i want to do more of that um because i know how important nature is to me and to trevor as well so anyway uh, you know i i think that i again i listened to your interview on um, this one podcast hollywood Hustle or something. It's called muscle. Uh, like Sh- yeah. Bollywood, yes. Bollywood bustle, Bollywood, Bollywood,
1: the Bollywood hustlers. Hustle. <laughs> um, and I,
2: and at one point you were talking about the, the, the balance of like being, having a relationship on the podcast versus outside the podcast. I can't remember exactly what you said. I just listened to it like yesterday. Um, but whatever it was, I agreed with it. Cause you were, you, I know the lesson you said was like, I wish we had done that more or had that conversation. Yeah, that's what it was. You said, I wish we had had the conversation of like, okay. Cause you, you talked about uh, like a, a couple friends that started a production company, yeah. right? And they were like, we're done being friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're basically for them, the production company was more important than, their, than friendship.
2: their friendship which is that was just weird to me i was like yeah. wow that seems we, it, we, were throw, we were
1: we were thrown back because honestly like when they're together it, that you see the friendship you you do legitimately see it so when they said that we were both like oh like we didn't even and we'd known them for a few years before we even had that interview yeah. it was so like cold
2: like <laughs> done all business and i don't think either one of us is like that i don't think we could have done that but what we could have done and if this is a podcast about podcasting is we could have had a conversation about it you know about well you know, what's, what is this, not only, what does this mean for our friendship, but I think the point that you were making, uh, in your interview, Trevor was, um, what is this business? And I'm doing air quotes because it doesn't necessarily mean that you're making money. What is this business going to look like? And, 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 and how are the two of us going to share the load and and who's going to take care of this aspect and who's going to take care of that aspect? We didn't talk about that enough, um, uh, in the beginning. So, um, Did it affect our friendship? Probably for better or worse. I don't know. Um, But, you know, I'm I'm nothing looking back. I'm nothing but grateful because it meant that, you know, we talked every single week like that. That's awesome to me that we got to um, to do that and build something cool together at the same time. You know.
1: You, you know, it, we've talked about this a, a few times on the podcast. Obviously, people know that have listeners before know where me and Michael met and kind of our, our journey a little bit together. But when it comes to like collaboration, luckily, we we started collaborating on scripts and stuff like that before we did the podcast. And when we started doing that, I told Michael straight up. I was like, look, I've collaborated with people before and it's been a nightmare. And I if I you know, I've it's kind of like it's a relationship like it's you're you're in a way it's like professional dating. And, you know, and I, I told him, like, I don't want to be burned again. Like, I don't want to be hurt and left. And uh, but you you tell him, like, like we if we're going to have arguments and we're going to have disagreements and I need to know that you're going to handle that, mature, you know, as maturely and you're going to talk to me and not just be like, well, you're doing this and screw you. And and I'm done. Like, I want to be able to sit down and go, you're upset. Why are you upset? Let's talk about it. I'm upset. Let's talk about it. Like, that's the mature way to handle any relationship and and when you're collaborating with somebody so closely that you're going to see weekly or bi-weekly doing this or working on a script you have to communicate with each other and you have to tell each other I'm burnt out I'm frustrated with you I you're doing this and it's pissing me off like you've got to be able to not only be able to say that but have that person know like it be comfortable with you
0: telling them that yeah. but, but also I will say though it also comes from a place of love and I am very grateful that before we were collaborators and everything we were really really great friends yeah we started we became really and good friends and that we were first. just naturally interested in working on projects together and i will say of all the projects that we've worked on hollywood hustle interestingly enough is the more simple of the projects <laughs> that we have embarked on but it's also been the one to kick off the more in fruities, a way and yeah. so it's interesting that prior to the podcast we had had more trying experiences as creators in a way but that this one still has a lot of work and stuff to go. It's still like we're, we're still able to hang out and stuff. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I think
1: that's, and that's been a choice that we've made actively is to make sure like, Hey, I'm going to this movie. Do you want to go see this movie premiere? Go to this midnight screening, like just making sure we do hang out and like, and we put rules like, let's not talk about the podcast. Yeah, Let's not talk about what we're working on. It's
0: also like you have a son, you have a wife and it's important that like, checking in with how he's like little Nolan's doing. And like at the end of the day, like trying to keep in my mind, it's just the podcast. It's just a podcast. And it's interesting. Yeah. That it's just a podcast and a podcast about podcasting. Um, Why are you putting down our podcast? It's <laughs> way more than just no, because, and I guess that's, you know, in the interview you referenced, like that's where I do draw the line. Like if the production is going to either be successful or I'm not going to have this friendship, I want the friendship over the, whatever project is happening. So yeah, that's, that's where I come with It's like this, this relationship, what we have is way more important to me than ultimately the whole thing.
1: And, and when we say Michael and I talk all the time, I mean, we, we generally, I mean, I don't think there's been a day other than maybe a weekend where you're, we're not at our computers all day or something that maybe we go a day without talking to each other. But usually it's either but it, we, we mix in, we're really good about making sure like hey man, how are you and your girlfriend or how are you and your wife? and uh, you know it's 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 about keeping that personability ability so it doesn't just become about business 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 but and, I,
0: I will say that's also part of the hustle as well that I've learned in my six years so far of being in la is just like there is that hustle of relationships and you know I and one of the things I really value out of your guys's podcast is the importance of authentic relationships and in a town it can sometimes be so hard to get people who are friends and stuff to sometimes get in the same room and stuff just because of our commutes whether it's work or different passions or life or where we live just don't intersect at times and so um yeah that's just an aspect of the of the hustle that can be certainly real and sometimes can take a while (laughs) to to figure out
3: Big part of the hustle is telling the hustle to go screw itself for a while. <laughs> yes, you know,
1: absolutely. Um, kind of wrap everything up. Uh, kind of come to an end here. We've talked a while about. I mean, it's been a great conversation, and I, I thank you guys for being here and chatting with us. Uh, I'm glad we were able to get everybody together in one room, and and, and also and for this.
0: taking the time. Like, because you guys have come each individually for your own interviews. Aj once finally. one interview, Trevor two interviews. Two um, um, very happy to. Yeah, it's and 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 this final one is like
1: the culmination for
0: me it's like when we we're thinking initially of season one and stuff like i remember telling Dan, "It's like i really love it if we could get trevor and aj like i because i know they're really busy and stuff but like and then i slapped him across said you fool they'll never want to come on our podcast it's yeah. like that batman uh <laughs> yeah, <gif>. yeah
1: exactly. <laughs> and his head flies awkwardly to the angle exactly the angle
0: yeah but uh no i've re- as you guys know we've said off mic meant I've told you guys off mic many times. Your your podcast has truly meant a lot to me and my life and my growth here in the podcast. And there's you know been moments where I've needed your podcast the most because of certain things that were happening in my life, and and that's the beauty kind of of what this platform is. And you kind of addressed it like you know people come to you and they they say these things and you don't doubt that. Um, but I'm just very val- grateful because I've gotten to know you guys over the years, whether it's your active listening workshop on Fairfax and Santa Monica, I think it was. The um,
2: Actors Network uh, yeah. space, it doesn't exist anymore.
0: Yep. I, I remember driving past that recently. I was like, wait, where did that go? Um, or, you know, just meeting up for your membership events and stuff. Um, it's been super valuable. You guys have created something that's astounding. And I'm just so grateful that you took time to be here today. So thank you.
2: Thank you. I'm honored, honored to be at the table. It's a good table to be at.
0: I, I I sadly didn't
1: Google acting podcast when I moved here, um. So I didn't know about you guys till recently. You fool! So you that, already, is you you, you, that is where you failed. That uh, is where you failed. To you, I think you guys were already at like two ninety five when I heard about episode two ninety five. Um. So I I've been going back and listening to your to your shows, and it's it's so interesting going back when I know where you guys are now. And, like, hearing these stories that are old, like, they're old, you're, what you're doing is, has come and passed. And it's kind of like, oh, I didn't know that they did that. Like, that's really cool. And I just listened to uh, one of, I think, the Jenner Fisher episodes. And somebody asked about uh, preparing for auditions out of college. And, AJ, you gave such, like, an amazing answer. And Trevor even was like, wow. Like, that is a, a you go. Like, that's great. And I'm listening. I was like, I wish I would have heard that. When I was going into college, like I genuinely, your answer was so well, it was so well presented and so like simple, but at the same time detailed with information that I was like, I'm so mad. I didn't hear that before I started looking at colleges and doing theater. Cause you talked about just kind of like what colleges are looking for. And that idea, I forgot what you called it, but the idea that like they're looking for people that will go on to success to tell, to get more people into the college mm. and like, you know, they'll donate money to the college. They want the next Tom Hanks, not the next, you know, per, that guy. And, and so that's kind of what they're looking for. And so um, that really, like, I was just like, I wish I'd heard this years ago when it was first, when you first started, I think that would have been amazing. And so the information that you guys have given to people is, I I is just, there's no there's no other way to say it, but it's just been for other people. So great for them to hear. And, and, and it's, it's amazing that you guys took the time out of y'all's lives for the last seven, eight years to give that information and share that. And that's, that's fantastic. And so you guys, bravo. Thank
2: you. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Thank you both. Any, any, any final words of advice about a podcast that you guys want to share with uh, those listening that, uh, or maybe what you've learned from the journey of podcasting and being and doing this for so, so long.
2: Don't start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> are, you a podcast? Yeah. are you thinking about starting a podcast? That's the soundbite of this episode. Are you thinking about starting a podcast? Don't. Well, here, are. Here we, a question
3: for you, AJ. If you could do this all over again now knowing what you know, like if you were to start all over again, um, number one, would you? Uh, and number two, what's, what's the number one thing that you would do differently? If you did.
2: <laughs> no. Number, <laughs> one, an number one is absolutely. 100% affirmative yes. Uh, all of the yeses. C.
1: Um,
2: C. Yeah. Yes. Um, the number one thing I would do differently. Oh, man. I don't. I don't have a lot of regrets about the show or like I don't question, we learned so much along the way. I don't really question anything. Like I could sit here and say like, well, you know, I wish we had, you know, done X, Y, and Z to monetize it earlier, but we didn't know X, Y, and Z existed or didn't have the bandwidth necessary to make X, Y, and Z happen. You know? Um, I don't know, maybe, Maybe bringing together a bigger team sooner, maybe I don't know, because uh, I loved, I love colla- like I love the collaborative aspect of it, and um, it's been really fun to kind of like our collaboration has always been awesome, so it was just like more awesome, <laughs> you know, as as people yeah, came on board. I, I, like I said, w- we learned so much along the way that I, I feel like I can't, I can't sit here and go well. You know what we should have done because we didn't know, you know, at the time. Um, So I don't I don't know that I would have changed anything. If you have a different answer to that question, I'm really sorry if I set you up to be like, well, now you're being a jerk because you would have changed something. Uh, I would have got a different uh, co-host. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. All right. See you guys. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I love you, Trevor. Big fan. Um, I would ask this other
1: guy that I worked with at Apple.
2: Yeah. Uh, well I have to, I have to, I mean, that's per- perfect. Fi- final two questions, Trevor. Mm-hmm. If you could, if you could go back in time, would you start a podcast about acting called inside acting? Uh, and what's the number one thing you would change? Oh
3: yeah. I mean, definitely hands down. Absolutely. I mean, every good thing in my life, In LA that has happened has come about because of the podcasts, uh, either directly or indirectly. And still, that's the case, I can look at my life right now and trace like 90% of my belongings of my friends, of my jobs of of everything to the podcast. So absolutely, if you're listening to this, and you're thinking about if you're thinking long and hard about doing a podcast, it's not just a passing fancy, but it's an idea that won't go away just fucking dive in, man, like make it happen. Cause if you stick with it, so many good things can happen, but, uh, doing it differently. Um, everything you just said are, are considerations. I would definitely keep in mind, like have a plan to sort of scale it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's fun when you're charged up on the idea to think that like, Oh yeah, it's only going to be, A couple hours a week and but like there's so much that i've learned about the way the brain works and motivation and context switching and energy cycles and things that i have really had to learn the awful hard way uh many times over that i would now avoid so i would just say listen to a lot of podcasts get an idea for what you want to do i'm talking to the trevor that would go do this again um (laughs) And, uh, I have a plan for some rest and recovery and, um, don't be a control freak. Uh,
1: Michael, if you could go back a year ago, <laughs> back a in year. when we're sitting in a Starbucks and I'm like, Hey man, you want to do a podcast together? Uh, <laughs> would you still do it? And what would you change? Yeah. And the short time that we've been doing
0: this. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Uh, I would definitely tell 27 year old Michael. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> twenty eight year old Michael I <laughs> would <laughs> but I would also caution him just to know to echo Trevor a little bit balance because I mean, like last year I experienced an injury that was a result of me doing way too much all at the same time and not and I'm not saying that that was a direct result of podcasting per se, but it was a big wake up wake up call to need to take care of yourself you need to work smarter not necessarily harder um but yeah I mean I, I think looking at it all we are exactly where we should be I think going out a year I mean I think uh AJ you talked about bringing together a team and stuff and I know Daniel you and I are in the works of figuring that out and everything because we are collaborators by nature and we love look, working with a big group and stuff. But yeah, I, if anything, I would ju- also just tell myself it's okay to change it if you need to because you're the ones in charge.
1: <laughs> I feel like you're telling me that and not yourself.
0: No, that. <laughs> no, I'm, that, that's me <laughs> no, talking to myself no, because it's just like, because I know you and I are both kind of uh, control freaks a little bit and it's so easy to think like, oh, this needs to happen at this time. Or it time. needs to be this way. Or it needs to be this way in this format. And it's just like, no. The beauty about podcasting is that it can be whatever you want it to be. It can be four dudes talking about movies on a couch, or it can be improv. Um, But it can be whatever you want it. And I think moving forward, keeping that idea in mind... I. I'm excited for what's to come. I mean, just hearing you guys talk about it and everything like you guys have been at it for so long and stuff. And then we're, we're just at the beginning. So what about you, Daniel?
1: I mean, absolutely. The people we've met and the, the friends, I say friends that we've made through this, I mean, Trevor and AJ and so many other people that we've gotten to know and, and learn from has been just, you can't, you can't replace that. Why would you say no to that, to that knowledge and that? The, those relationships but in the sense of changing things i think i just wouldn't use audacity <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i would i would have gotten a better editing suite uh recording suite um yeah i think that i mean honestly like that's to me been the, you know, everything else and not do two episodes in one week um if i could go back and tell myself do slap myself across the face comic book style and say don't do that um but everything else man i think has been it's been a journey and And, and you learn something more than just that thing when you learn something. So learning about, you know, branding on social media is not just learning what we're doing wrong, but learning so much more past that, that I can take to other parts of my life. And so that I wouldn't change those mistakes just because I've learned so much outside of that. Um, But yeah, it's, it's been a great ride. And thank you guys for being a part of it and inspiring Michael to, to, to do this and be here and, and uh, you guys are amazing. Where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram and 2 o'clock next Wednesday. <laughs> the podcast
3: or us personally?
2: Uh, either one. Where either one, okay. yeah, yeah, are you, you going to be 2 o'clock next Wednesday? <laughs> no, I have no idea. I think I'm working. Uh, yeah. know. <laughs> me
3: too. Uh, yeah, I'm insideacting.net. Um, search the, po- the Apple podcast store or, or anywhere you get your podcasts uh, for inside acting. And then, uh, I mean, just our websites is probably easiest, right? You yeah. just have unique spellings for our names, so
2: at inside acting on instagram and twitter yeah, yeah. and facebook slash inside acting there you yeah.
0: go and then you're at trevor Algott. yeah on yeah. uh just
3: trevor yeah. Algott is pretty much my my handle and across
1: all the platforms perfect so, yeah. and you're at digital actor correct yes on yeah. Yeah. Twitter.
2: twitter and instagram
0: at digital actor
1: yeah i Actor. um you can always find us at uh, la hustle cast on twitter at hollywood hustle podcast on instagram uh, our website, hollywoodhustlepodcast.com or email us if you have any questions about podcasting or questions for Trevor or AJ or the Inside Acting Podcast crew about anything. Uh, email us at HollywoodHustlePodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, I'm Daniel Tuttle on Inst- on Twitter and d Tuttle T U uh, T T E L on uh, uh, on Instagram
0: and on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Michael Lutheran. Uh, now coming up next week, we sit down uh, again. First of all, before I go into this, thank you guys again so much for being here. Um, I'm about to do a send out real quick. Listeners, we normally don't do this uh, normally for our send outs, but I want these guys to be a part of our uh, sign off. So um, real quick, next week, we sit down with the founder and creative director of the nonprofit organization, Young Movie Makers of America, Moon McMillan. Moon is also a singer, songwriter, filmmaker, and she is only 19 years old. From Compton, California, we go through Moon's journey of entrepreneurship and artistry, taking on the mantra that she wouldn't wait for opportunity to come to her, but she would build that opportunity herself. And be prepared to be inspired because we know we were. But until then, always remember to, and of course, Trevor and AJ, please join me in saying, Keep keep up the hustle. hustle." was designed by mike tobias trevor algott composed all of the music featured in today's episode and for more of his work please visit soundcloud.com forward slash trevor algott and for more information about hollywood hustle please visit our website hollywoodhustlepodcast.com